This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, it is Friday, June 30th, 2023. The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. Presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best entry attorneys in the business. I love the fact that The Advocates are always there for you. Anytime, any place, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. The Advocates at theadvocates.com, where you can always chat with an attorney for free. Not a penny to chat with an attorney because The Advocates... Don't charge you anything unless and until they win your case. You never pay them out of pocket, ever. That's the beauty of working with the best injury attorneys in the business, the advocates. At theadvocates.com, happy Friday to you. A lot of breaking news going on as we speak. Uh, ESPN layoffs are happening today, and we are getting leaks. Um, Already we have heard that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, in what I think is a shocking move, Jeff Van Gundy has been let go uh, as part of ESPN layoffs, uh, as has Jalen Rose. So the NBA uh, crew is being hit hard by layoffs at ESPN. There is estimated to be as many as 22 layoffs today going on with talent at ESPN. So today could be uh, a very, very long day in Bristol. We'll keep you up to date as those announcements happen Uh, We are watching the Rocket Mortgage Challenge. Justin Thomas is trying to figure out how to make the cut. Uh, JT struggling there. We will keep you up to date as uh, the big names get going as the day goes on. And, of course, today is D-Day in the Pac-12 as far as San Diego State is concerned. And I don't don't know about you, Jake, but I feel like we're not going to get any news on this today because I think all the news was made with the, the... circus comedic style letter uh, that San Diego Diego State sent to the Mountain West last week. I don't anticipate any other news because I don't know why there would be. Yeah, and I just think, you know, I I feel like if there was going to be news, we would have already gotten it on this situation. And I think a lot of people want there to be news. A lot of people want there to be movement today. And and I just don't know, you know, how that would how that would go down. I mean, uh, uh, unless, you know, a TV deal has been put together that includes San Diego State and we're just going to get a big rollout uh, of a press release or some sort of press conference on the fly, like that's, that none of that is scheduled. And there's no reason to believe that's going to happen. And so the question really remains, where does this leave San Diego State? Because if you're not if you're not going to pay your exit fee by the end of business today, that exit fee doubles to thirty four and a half. So, for San Diego State, they're not in a position to be paying thirty four and a half million dollars to leave a conference. They they don't have that sort of extra capital uh, in their budget, if you will. So that's why I think this situation is really interesting because again. As we all know, they sent that letter last week. They gave notice. They, they, in my opinion, made a mistake through that process. And now it's kind of come time to either, you know, leave or get on with staying. I, I mean, so it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out for San Diego State because now 
you're getting dangerously close to a situation where the Pac-12 is either going to have to help you with your exit fee or or something. I, I, I don't frankly know what that process would be, but something very unique and something we haven't really seen before is going to have to take place for them to join the Pac-12 from a financial standpoint. And that's what I think is interesting about today. Yeah, I don't anticipate that San Diego State's walking around with their handout asking for help. I mean, I... I I don't view it that way. I, you know, and I could be wrong. I mean, I think it is on one hand, I think it's savvy business to say, Hey, we just made you a bunch of money. How about giving us a break to which, you know, the mountain West raised the middle finger and said, that's not going to happen. But the issue that I have with San Diego state is just the, the unprofessional nature of how this whole thing's been handled. It's not that you asked for a payment plan. It's not that you asked for a 30-day extension. It's that you tried to say that you weren't opting out when you wrote a letter that was to the exact specifications of opting out of the Mountain West. Like you followed the process to the letter and then tried to deny that you did that. Is that a real question? I mean, that's the issue that I have. And I, I just think from San Diego State's perspective, I have always held San Diego State in very high regard and in very high esteem. I have a lot of respect for that institution, the impact it has on the Southern California community. Like I, I think San Diego State is a really important part of the education system in this country. However, their current management is embarrassing themselves. And I think it goes back to J.D. Wicker pandering to the athletic and Seth Davis uh, to say, hey, you know, we're gonna go somewhere. You're going to the Pac-12. You're not going to the Big 12. You've never been a fit in the Big 12. You essentially really are only a fit in the Pac-12, and that's because they need you. Almost desperately, the Pac-12 needs San Diego State. But from that point to Adela Della Torre talking about the, the pro rata that San Diego deserves, like I just feel like this program in, in athletics and this university at San Diego State on the whole is far better than this shit. Like right. you, you just have to be better than this. And San Diego State is not. And I think it's really damaged San Diego State. But the, the other thing that's stuck in my craw is I feel like this is business as usual in the Pac-12. This is how this conference has been run since Larry Scott stepped in the door. And it's really disappointing because he's gone and it's still the same ugly, embarrassing antics out of fine institutions like San Diego State that just don't need to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I can't, I can't process. I can't understand it. I don't understand it. The, the inability to communicate drives me crazy. It's a pet peeve of mine when people can't answer simple questions and have simple business discussions, yeah. right? That drives me nuts. And San Diego State right now is doing that exact thing, and I just don't understand it. There's no explanation for it. There's no reason for it. Because all you have to do here is not be an asshole and everything else is taken care of. But they can't even get that right. Stop and now all, now all of a sudden you're supposed to have all of this value and all of a sudden you're supposed to be this, this great institution that is going to be part of the new foundation of the Pac-12. You can't even get out of your own way. And I, it's just, it's really frustrating to me that that's what's happening here. And the other thing that is that is quite disappointing to me, if we're, if we're being honest, is that we're not going to get any news on this today. And there's not going to be 
I would guess, and it would be very Pac-12 to announce their TV deal, which I can't believe they would do, on a holiday Friday would, at, at like 6 o'clock Pacific time. <laughs> Like that, there's, you cannot do that here, right? Like, I, I mean, seriously, I mean, you cannot do that here. Yeah. Schemers trying well, to control what it would be little is, world. Well, yeah, it, it would be. But what it would say is that you're, you didn't get a good deal. Yeah, you're not proud of the business you've done. And so you're trying to announce it uh, as covertly as possible. That's, that's what it is. And, and honestly, if I'm the Pac-12, I'm just waiting until my media day now. I'm waiting until football yeah. media day at this point to announce a TV you deal. You can't because, do that. Well, you cannot do that. you can't wait that. a year to do your TV deal, yet here we are. Like, I, I mean, dude, like, uh, is is 12 more days or, or whatever it is, 13, 14 more days really going to, you know, uh, end your existence in the Pac-12? Like, I, I just don't think that it, that it that it you know, matters. I don't think at this point you need to even be in a hurry to announce this thing because you're so far into it, people aren't going to be surprised if it takes another month. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just don't see that you can do that. I, I don't see that you can do that. I don't see that um, you, if you wait until media day, uh, you're going to get smoked because the entire, you need, Pac-12 football media day to be about these 10 football programs. That's what that day needs to be about. If you have, if you have USC answering questions about the Pac-12 TV deal, come on now. That's just not... But it, would it, you be surprised? Honestly? I actually would. I, I cannot believe. There's no way that happens. There's, there, there just is no way that ha- I cannot... I cannot see that happening. There, there's just no way yeah. that that you let this run that far. That I, I cannot, I cannot believe it. I, I if it, if it go, because what is that? June twenty or July twenty first? I think is Pac twelve um, football media day in Las Vegas. I think, man, let me I, I that would be. I think that would be incredibly damaging. Uh, be, I think you would lose teams if it goes on that far. Like, yeah, July 21st. Yeah, I can't believe that you're not going to get something in the next 10 days done. <laughs> I mean, if you go, if this goes to Big 12 football media days in Dallas and there's no Pac-12 TV deal, I think it's incredibly damaging because then all Brett Yormark and, and all these coaches are going to be talking about is, hey, is this team from the Pac-12 coming? What is this? How do they? How are yes. we? like? Yes. I, I think this has to end. I, a, I'm fucking worn out. I can't do it anymore. Like, I, I this this Pac-12 TV deal saga and the BS and the vitriol and the anger surrounding this whole thing needs to end. Like, it's this conference and its fan bases, and frankly, these 10 universities deserve better. Than I didn't what's, sleep for the past two nights because well, of this. I was the that past, upset. The past year, my guy. Dude. Like, it just needs to come to an end. And the Pac-12 needs to heal and move forward because there is no doubt. And I, and I don't know what you guys think, but there is no doubt in my mind that there has been real damage done here. Well, reputationally, to the absolutely. I mean, it's embarrassing it's taken this long. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Is there such a thing as moving forward? I, I don't even know. Um, I mean, I, sure there is, but yeah. Uh, John Teal gives us two dollars to be first one in today. Could Idaho come back to D one and take their place? San Diego State. I think UTSA is the best fit. I think UTSA is 
a, a really good program. I think they bring a lot of value. Uh, I think that you, I mean, you have to be excited about the landscape, especially of football in the, in Texas. Like, right. I think UTSA is seeing athletic success. Like I, I would think, you know, the Dakotas, Montana, sure, sure, sure. I would more think UTSA is a better fit, but that that's just strictly my opinion. Strictly my opinion. Kyle A gives us $2 to say, when does the Mountain West TV deal end? Uh, not next year. I believe it runs through 25-26. So I think you have three more seasons, right? 23, yeah, 24, 24. Not, yeah, three more seasons yeah. uh, in that deal. And that, But that takes me back to this notion of why haven't, why haven't we gotten a Mountain West Pac-12 merger? Why haven't we had those discussions? I mean, is that... Like, I understand why it's outlandish to talk about a Pac-12, Big 12 merger and, you know, truck stop conferences and flyover conferences and, okay, cool. But tell me why the most basic solution here isn't taking the Pac-12 and the Mountain West and putting them together, pushing out George Klyovkov and having your commissioner be Gloria Navarez. The Mountain West TV deal runs through 25-26. Yeah, so I think so, three more three more years, right? And, and each school is getting about $4 million a year outside of Boise State. It makes too much sense to... to it makes too much sense. Why wouldn't you merge the Pac-12 in the, in the Mountain West? Yeah. Like, that, that solution to me... And, and I know it's been it's been discussed as a as an idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's gone further than that, but it has certainly been discussed as an idea. Right. I am curious why that has not been fully vetted. Well, vetted and cleared. Excuse cleared, me. Cleared. Right. The, please you. use the proper nomenclature. Vetted and you know. Right. Clear. Uh, right. John Teal also gives us five dollars to say the Mountain West sh- uh, shotgun to cold. Coors and cranked up the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme and gave San Diego State two middle fingers. I see. Well, I caught on there as it went on. You know, like Stone Cold okay, Steve Austin. Yeah, pretty much. Stone Cold Steve Austin is still one of the best characters Stone in the history Cold. of wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin is still one of the greatest ever. Yeah. One of the greatest ever. You know what I'm saying? So as you hit the like button... Um, would you be open for a, a Pac-12 Mountain West merger? Yeah, I mean, I just think geographically it makes perfect sense. I also think that, you know, again, uh, the Pac-12 is just in this precarious situation where they're going to need to add schools and they're going to need to add, you know, uh, to their footprint, if you will. So to me, yeah, I, I think it makes perfect sense. I think the only question that remains is, you know, how does that conference really balance out? Because there's no denying the fact that, you know, uh, you know, your top P5 programs in the Pac-12 would absolutely stomp on anybody in the Mountain West. Uh, in, oh, early in, on, certainly. Well, I, but I think I, I don't think it would just be for like the first year or two. I mean, again, if you're if you're looking at the Pac-12, are you really going to pick Boise State over Colorado or Utah or Oregon, let's say, or whatever? Like, I mean, I, I just don't think that that's a a fair sort of you know, question to ask a student athlete to ponder. So I think, I think over time, you certainly could have a situation where, because if you look at what makes up the Mountain West, I mean, Boise, Wyoming, Utah State, Air Force, Colorado, and New Mexico in the mountain. I mean, you're going to, that's a hill to climb. Right. But if you look at the West, Fresno State, San Diego State, San Jose State, UNLV, Hawaii, and Nevada are all major football powers. 
Those are right there. That is six large football programs. Do they win? Not all the time, very clearly. If you look at Nevada, they were what? 0-8 last year. So I understand. But my point is they have the infrastructure and the capacity to be major football programs. Now, does Boise? Yes. Does Wyoming? Eh, to a certain extent, I think the biggest question in this merger conversation is can you upgrade facilities? And I think you would in some places have to do that. But talent-wise, recruiting-wise, I don't think there's any doubt that these, these Mountain West schools can compete at a higher level. It's all about resources. And, and if you merge with the Pac-12, you are going to have significantly more resources. I think you're going to have significantly more reach for both the Pac-12 and the Mountain West. I think you have brands that absolutely work um, in, in the Pac-12. And of course, the Pac-12 is going to say, well, you know, academics absolutely understand that. But at, at some point, you need to make a decision. Do you want to do you want to be academically elite or do you actually want to survive? And you can have both, but you are going to have to compromise. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think there's any doubt at where the Pac-12 is. They're going to have to compromise. This feels like the right move to me. Are you thrilled about Utah State? Are, uh, you're not. Are you thrilled about Wyoming? You're not. But are you, are you thrilled uh, about a lot of these other programs in the mountain? Absolutely you are. And I think it, it, absolutely makes, it absolutely makes sense. It makes the Pac-12 more money. Mm -hmm. There is no question about that. And if they lose Arizona, Colorado, if they were to lose Oregon or Washington, I don't even think it's a question that you have to merge. And I think the only opportunity to really merge is not the ACC. I think it is, I think it is the Mountain West. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the other thing is, too, like, I think if you're the Pac-12, like you, you have at some point you have a responsibility to, you know, to move this conference along. Meaning you can't sit here and trifle and constantly be on the hey, we're the most, we're the conference that's struggling the most in our situation for like a decade at a time. Like at some point, you're gonna have to do something to sort of change the tide of the conference's fortunes moving forward and so you know again yeah the mountain west uh merger makes a lot of sense to me but i do agree that i wouldn't do that merger unless george klavkov was out of the job because i just don't think that george is particularly capable of taking this conference where it needs to go he is very much an old world thinker you know a guy that just wants to do paperwork and kind of just go you know through the motions where, whereas I believe the Pac-12 needs an operator. And, and obviously, I'm a big fan of what your mark's done, but I, I just think whoever it is has to be someone who's innovative and forward-thinking and saying, okay, what can we do to really make the Pac-12 stand out again? What can we do to make it so the Pac-12 is coveted again? Because, again, I will mm. keep saying that that's their biggest issue is that nobody right now values their product. Like, yeah, do you have premier brands in the Pac-12? Sure, absolutely, with Oregon, Washington, Utah, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully Dion can figure it out in the first couple of years and Colorado can turn into something, you know? But right now, it's really those two plus Utah. And so with that being said, if you've only got three out of your 10, 30% of your brand is coveted, not 80%, not 50% even, that's a problem. Yes. And so you're going to continue to be on this hamster wheel of can we get a media rights deal? Can we do this? Can we like you can't continue like you can't be here 
in this same spot five years from now, or really three years from now, when you renegotiate your next media rights deal? That can't happen. Yeah, and but I also think this goes back to Brett Yormark's comments yesterday on BYU Sports Nation about 12 versus 14, right? And, you know, I was talking to somebody last night about those those comments, and, you know, this person who works in a major conference straight up said, I don't believe that for a second. That, you know, you're, you're talking about a situation with Brett Yormark where I think he was sending a message, a very clear message, it's time to shit or get off the pot. Like, we are ready to go. Do you want in or do you not want in? Yeah. And I think that's exactly the situation that the Big 12 is faced with because change is coming. It's inevitable. You know, like, are you going to be that person who's like, well, you know, why is this happening to me? Or are you going to be Brett Yormark who is going to tell you, well, this is happening for us, right? Like, why? how can we take advantage of what's happening for us? And I think when you look at the Big 12 talking about 12 versus 14, I don't think there's any doubt that that if Brett Yormark had the opportunity and he had P5 credentials waiting to join the, the, the conference, he would go to 16, 18, or 20 if he could. If he could get legitimate balance of power to grow the conference and have 18 to 20 powerhouse basketball brands, you're telling me he would say no. Fucking if, if, if you got Arizona and Colorado and all of a sudden UConn called you and said, hey, we'd really like to join the conference, by the way, we're building a $50 million on-campus football stadium. You're going to say no. Well, no, sorry, we're at 14. You guys are out. No. Somehow, I don't think so. By the way, when Gonzaga joins a conference in, let's say, Colorado and Utah. Gonzaga. Colorado and uh, Arizona come in. You're going to say no to Gonzaga basketball because you want to be at 14. No, of course you're not going to say no. You're not going to say no. Gonzaga. So I, I think it really is one of those things where Right, your mark was was doing exactly what you said yesterday. Yeah, it's very calculated conversation. Yep, very calculated answer, scripted, planned ahead, and executed like a mofo. Yep, and I think that's who Brett Yormark is. Cold blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. That's right. Nothing Brett Yormark says is off the top of his head. Nope. There are no back of the envelope calculations. Cold blooded, clean, methodical, you know, and thorough. Honest to goodness, they're just those. That is the way business has to be done, and it's the it's the contrast between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Yeah. And I think, one, it's it's brilliant that Brett Yormark doesn't talk a lot. You don't see him doing interviews all the time. And I think he speaks when he needs to speak or when he has a message to give out. And I think yesterday he sent a message very clearly that we are ready to expand and are you ready to, to join us? Yeah. That's the question. Yep. Uh, John Teal gives us two more dollars to say SMU, Tulane, San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise, and Rice. into and the like that's a great list i don't know where you want to put them because uh, uh, i don't see them as big 12 teams i'm certainly. guessing that's a pac-12 reference uh, I'm, i would perhaps guess. I mean, maybe i mean but that's that's up to you guys uh elaine tran says uconn before oregon state no no nah. i would take oregon state all day long uh, Laura Weiss, good morning. Laura Pack needs to man up and make up their minds. If they want to stick together, do it. After a year, everyone involved needs to move on. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Salty Drunk says, cow turd. Cow turd. Hey, cow turd. Uh, Salty, good to see you. Um, uh, we, I think that what Laura said is right. We need to move on. We need to move on. It has to happen. As John Teal knows, because he is our newest member on the program. Let's go, baby. Let's go. 
go, John. John, appreciate you. You guys can hit the join button. Always appreciate that. Well, first, you're going to hit the like button. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's hit go. the like button. Always appreciate that. Uh, and then hit the join button for as little as $1.99 a month. Um, all the way up to $9.99 a month. $9.99 gets you into our exclusive uh, members content and our Instagram group. Uh, which is a great community of dudes that argue about everything from Victor Wambanyama to ESPN and Jeff Van Gundy sucks. So, hey, you know, um, make your choice. $1.99. <laughs> yeah, $1.99 gets all your comments right on the show. Uh, you'll notice uh, people now like John has a marker next to his name. Well, that's because he's a member and we remember comments first. He says, for the pack, Yeah. sorry about that. What John meant was, SMU, Tulane, San Diego State. Those three would be amazing. Fresno State, Wasa State, and Rice. Yeah, I just don't think the last three are particularly pertinent. I mean, again, we've had the Fresno State conversation. And as far as Boise State is concerned, I mean, again, yeah, sure. Geographically speaking, yeah, it's nice. But there's no doubt that Boise as a town uh, and as a TV market is It is small. a town, not a city. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a small uh, It's a small venture. market. And, and that doesn't mean it's a bad market. But, uh, but again, I, I and hey, maybe this is where the Pac-12 needs to improve uh, philosophically speaking. Because again, you know, the Pac-12 really should be viewing themselves as a major player, as, as, a, as the big boy in the space out west. And so that's not to say they wouldn't add Boise State, but I just think that that's not going to be your first option. And, and you're especially not going to add Boise State uh, uh, an opportunity on that level when you're just trying to smooth the water right now. You're just trying to, you know, patch the boat up so you can sail through the next couple of years. Right. Like, you know, you got to you, you just got to find your way here. But I, but I do think the more I thought about it, I do think there's more credence after this media deal gets done and they kind of figure out what they're going to be, whether that's 10 teams and everyone stays or whatever it looks like. Once that gets done, I really think that the PAC 12 needs to find it's, it's, it's next person to sort of lead them in a positive direction. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't know. I can't remember if it was publicly announced what George's deal was or what the buyout would be or what it would look like. But I really do think, you know, the big 10 has a new commissioner, the Big 12 obviously has a new commissioner. You know, the SEC's cruising and the ACC's doing whatever they're doing, right? You're really the only conference that that doesn't have that really staple of a of a commissioner like pulling you in the direction you want to go. Because again, once this media rights deal is done, you still have major issues to to sort of figure out here. I mean, you've got the That's Comcast right. thing, you've got the Holiday Bowl thing. I assert that Washington State's negative 70 million some odd dollars athletic budget is a major issue for the conference. That's but a problem. I, I think if you look at that Comcast deal, you're you're talking about what it, I mean, what does that amount to if it's, you know, I think it's I think it I think it's five and a half million dollars yeah. per school over the next two years in money you're not being paid. Yeah. That's not money going that's out. That's an important point. Yeah, that's not money going out. That's money that each one of these 10 members and really 12 members uh, will not re realize. I mean, you're talking about five point five point six million million ish over two years to a school like Washington State is crippling. That's crippling, man. That's, that, is, you're, that is a lot of money, dude. Yeah. That is a lot of money. You're talking about almost three million bucks a year, two point eight million dollars a year. That's a lot of money for athletic departments that quite literally are figuring out how to buy new equipment yeah. and how to buy 
the basic needs of an athletic department in at Washington State, you're struggling at Cal. You're struggling. Like it, this is, these mistakes are significant. And you're being sued by multiple people, the Holiday Bowl. But remember, the administrators who left the conference because of this Comcast situation turned around and sued the conference. Yeah. So think about just the legal fees at the conference level and the $5.6 million and the settlement that's inevitably coming to the to the Holiday Bowl and to these two administrators. Mm-hmm. Like, so my question is, what becomes of a... million TV deal, a $250 million deal per year. Like your money's already dwindling (coughs) because essentially as it was described to me a couple of weeks ago, your, your HOA bill in the, in the PAC 12 is massive on legal fees alone. Yeah. Because who pays for that? Uh, hello. The presidents in the PAC 12 pay for that. All the members pay for that. Like it is, it is not, this has not been cheap. This has not been cheap. And I, I just think I, I go back to, you have to expand. And if you're going to expand, I, I, why would you not merge with the, with the mountain West? I, it, it, it makes so much sense to me. The first time the the first time that I heard that from a TV executive several weeks ago, I thought to myself, Wow, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? That makes that financially it makes a lot of sense. Basketball wise, and if you look at if if you look at the Mountain West, sure, the is the Mountain West a great basketball conference? It's not. But you clearly have schools in the Mountain West, San Diego State one of them, that can compete at a very high level. And if you can make if you just get one or two more teams into the the NCAA tournament say to replace a USC and a UCLA, right? That that right there helps you, yeah, on, on its own. But you start looking at some of the numbers in the Mountain West, and you start to understand that that you have San Diego State, Utah State that had a very good year, Boise State had a very good year. I mean, Boise State was twenty four and ten, man, and and you start looking. Yeah, 19 wins out of UNLV, New Mexico at 22, yeah. Nevada at 22. Like you start to understand that, hey, if we if we can get that, if we can get that rolling, well, what about your women's program? Okay, well, if you start looking at the Mountain West in terms of women's basketball, and you start to understand that UNLV was 31 and three last year, yeah, in women's basketball. And you have New Mexico, Colorado State, San Diego State, and Wyoming that all won 20 games. So I go back to this Brett Yormark model of business and say, hey, if basketball is truly this revenue stream, the Pac-12's got to compromise. Again, I don't mean to be redundant. Yeah, The Pac-12's got to compromise to move forward, merge with the Mountain West, and make a lot more money on basketball. Yeah, yeah. No because you're, you're, you're losing potentially, and this this is the reason that I think losing even just Arizona could be crippling. Because if you lose just Arizona, that is an annual NCAA tournament team. Yes, right. So you look at you look at women's basketball at Arizona. Um, that's a twenty-two and ten team this year. That that is the twenty-fifth ranked women's team in the country. In in the Pac-12, 
Like there's real money in that. So I think you have to compromise. And fuck, man, the, the, the women's NCAA championship game is the highest rated women's basketball game ever. Yeah. Like there's money there. We all think about men's sports, but I'm telling you, the money that you are making on women's college basketball matters. Well, dude. and I think the money, not that the WNBA and, and college, women's college basketball are connected per se, but I think when you start looking at the TV deal that the WNBA got, and then you see, okay, well, the WNBA, both in ratings and revenue, is on the rise, no question about it, up and to the right type deal. Yeah. And then you start looking at women's college basketball. I mean, it's no secret. Like Utah's women's program was really good this year. Like all those programs you just really went through. Good. Like you, like women's college sports are definitely on the rise. And and I think you hear Brett Yormark talking about that all the time. And, and again, I guess I just, when I compare and contrast like the Pac-12 to these different conferences, I never hear these other conferences complaining or worrying about you know, TV deals or their survival or like even when Texas and Oklahoma dipped, I didn't hear the big 12 panicking. And, and I, and I think that's the thing that just continues to stand out to me, no matter how this whole situation turns out, what is the next narrative in the PAC 12? So let's say by some godsend, some miracle, you know, by 5 p.m. Eastern time, close of business, the Pac-12 has announced their new TV deal and San Diego State's in and everyone's happy and the world is saved. What's the next thing? Because yeah. that's the other thing I think people haven't thought about. Okay, cool. Once they get their TV deal, awesome. But what's that next now what? step? Now, now, now. How are we going to secure our future? Yeah. Because from what we've heard, our sources have told us it's a five-year deal. They're not talking about seven, 10, 12 years. They, I think that, this conference would like to do a five-year deal. And we'll see, there are some in this conference who would like seven years. I think it's five years. I think it's a five-year deal. And I think when you look at what that means, that means that you have flexibility. That means that you are, and if you are mostly streaming, and you, because I have to believe that they wind up working something out with ESPN and ABC, I think ESPN and ABC have not moved an inch off of their position. Yeah. I have to think ESPN and ABC are involved in that. And on some level, I think if you can get a five-year deal that even just has a small corner of linear, regular linear distribution, that you have flexibility. If it's 100% streaming, if it's 100% Apple, which I don't think it will be, I think you're, we're having a completely different discussion. Uh, truly, I do. I think we're having a completely different discussion. But the bottom line is, at some point, the Pac-12 is going to have to compromise. And, you know, really, I look at San Diego State. I don't think there's news from San Diego State today. Yeah, I could be wrong, and I, I'm open to the idea that I could be completely wrong. But yeah. I'm all about it. All right. Let's get more of your comments after we hit our, our hey. bucked up buckshot. Now, buck. this is kind of early today for us, right? But for you, it's early. For so you, you, it's early. Okay, okay. Because I got to tell you, um, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about later in the show is this, this theory that coming soon, the United States is going to deem aspartame which is the sweetener used in diet soda as a 
as a carcinogen, which they're thinking could happen within a week. And every time I drink a Bokdop product, I think about the fact I don't drink soda. And when we talk about your overall health, you guys, bucked up and buckshot and bucked up energy is absolutely where it's at. You can count on bucked up and products from bucked up to be the highest quality ingredients, the highest quality nutrients, the right products that are not carcinogens or poison. That's the thing that really stands up to me about uh, uh, buckshot. And the other thing is, plain and simply, it works. Every morning, Mrs. Monty drags my fat ass out of bed at 5 a.m., and we work out in one form or another. And my first go-to is buckshot because it gets me going. It gives me that lift that I need. It's 5 a.m., man. There is nothing that, is, that feels good about getting out of bed at 5 a.m. And I'm telling you, buckshot knocks that out. I'm for real. And it is that simple. It tastes good. It's watermelon. It's 100 milligrams of caffeine. And the thing you notice when you use Buckshot, it gives you that mental lift. It gives you that mental rise. You feel better. You operate at a higher level. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. Don't take my word for it. Get into the description below and get the six free samples of Buckshot. I'm also telling you right now, this Buck Bar is a game changer because it gives you that perfect fuel to get you through that you know that workout okay my workout's over I'm gonna dip Mm -hmm. take your eat your buck bar you'll feel great eat your buck bar before you work out right and it's gonna help you power through that any way you need it where you feel that nutritional gap you you can take a buck bar and it'll replace that because it's reliable energy and nutrition with high quality ingredients and when you look at Buck Bars, they are that ultimate guilt-free indulgence because they taste like candy bars. Mm-hmm. Get the free sampler pack sent to your front door for free. Get the six-pack of Buckshot sent to your front door for free. Or shop online at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Love our guys at Bucked Up. It is so many... Our guy, OG Gary, sent me a picture today um, of him drinking a uh, bucked up uh, strawberry kiwi. And I just tell you, man, I, I, Gary, I love you, dude, because Gary gets that, gets that. And look what he put. And I'm going to try and get this in here real quick. Yeah. Get it in there real quick, will you? Okay. Are you done? What? Are you done? (laughs) Are you done? You you are a child, (laughs) sir. (laughs) But what do you notice about this picture from OG Gary? What do you notice about this right here? What's the one thing that stands out to you? It's not the zero sugar label on the top of the can, right? No, 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 no. It's not the uh, strawberry kiwi or the, you know, the, the, the buck on front of the can. No. It's that Utah cup in the background. With the U logo right there. Notice how subtle it is. Too. Oh, it's so notice, subtle. Notice how Gary worked his Utah reference into uh-huh. the background. Notice how it's just right there behind it. And it's really well placed, too, because ultimately you never really look at the top of the can no. on anything. You're not looking at the lid, right? You're looking at the buck. You know, you're looking at the, you know, the label. You don't look at the top of the can. So what's he done? He said, okay. 
I'm just going to put the Utah reference right in there in the background. Hide the U. You know I, what I'm I, saying? I see what you're doing, Gare Bear. I see you, bro. You cannot fool us, Gare Bear. Oh, people Myron. Make sure you get to buckedup.com and get uh, 20% off. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off. Cowboy Country gives us $5 to say, if I were the Big 12, I would get SMU and uh, USF. Florida and Texas are growing. If those schools are playing in the Big 12, uh, playing a Big 12 schedule, more people will watch. And South Florida's spending that quiche, yes. dude. That on-campus stadium, what South Florida's doing, you know what, Cowboy, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think, I think, I and listen, I don't know, I don't know ultimately that the Big 12 would benefit from having SMU. I think it's a ton of redundancy, frankly, and I don't, the Big 12 owns Dallas, in my opinion. And as far as college football goes, I, I think obviously you're competing with Texas, but the state of Texas is not a weakness. It's a strength for the Big 12. And again, everybody at SMU is going to tell me, oh, why are you disrespecting? I'm not disrespecting, man. I'm, I'm not going to keep... With all due respect. I'm not going to keep your name out of my mouth. I'm not... Like, right. It is what it is. SMU is of value to the Pac-12. I don't see it as of value to the Big 12. Yeah. Now, USF, Tulane, I mean, there's, there's, there's folks out there. Well, and I agree with the take that UCF was a brilliant ad because you really caught the attention of the ACC schools should they become available I agree. Uh, earlier than 100 years from now. Well, and I, I don't know that that will happen. 100, See what I, did I think it's probably years 125 now. years. Yeah. Uh, John Teal <laughs> gives us $10 to say, I know that boisse. Blast the state. Blast the state uh, that blue turf. Doesn't hit every nail, but the biggest embarrassment for us is not enough wins. If given access, in my opinion, blast the state uh, can win some games. Outside of Utah, what four-corner school has beat anyone? Well, I don't, again, I think in these expansion conversations, what you've done on the field or court is very low on the list. The biggest issue, to pro and con, the biggest pro is, the massive upgrades at Boise State facility-wise. Mm -hmm. The biggest con is that terrible blue turf. Other than that, I think Boise's fine. In all seriousness, I think the market size is the biggest issue. Uh, I think being, you know, the, the BCS buster with Utah and, you know, the Statue of Liberty and the, <coughs> I get it. But what else do you bring to the table? That's the biggest question. And I yeah. know that, Boise is an exploding market, but you're not going to compete with any of the other expansion candidates when it comes to reach. And the biggest issue is reach equals cash. Yeah, That's the bottom line. I have a lot of respect for what Boise's done in their situation. I just think that it's going to be very difficult for them to compete. And by the way, I don't even disagree that if you were to add them to a P5, they wouldn't have trouble uh, having more success, but that doesn't mean you're going to get added. Josie says, uh, Bama has fake natties in the 40s and 50s, too. Okay. 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 Uh, Mason Rudolph, congratulations on uh, being a phenomenally average quarterback. I'm kidding. Um, it says, Tech owns more of Dallas-Fort Worth market than SMU. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, and I, I again, Mason, I don't know why you feel the need to poke the Mustang. That's a, so that's what we're calling it's an it SMU now. reference. <laughs> the pony. You know, um, I think when you look at SMU, their fan base gets upset when you say, "Hey, 
Uh, you don't deliver Dallas. <coughs> well, you don't have seven and a half million views. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. But Austin delivers Dallas more than SMU delivers Dallas. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Right? I mean, being serious. So if we're talking about Texas, Baylor, um, Houston, you know, okay, you want to go compete? Okay, go compete with those guys because you're not competing with TCU, in my opinion, and you're not competing with Texas. Right. And I, I think when you look at the Big 12's hold on, on the state of Texas, what does the Big 12 need with SMU? I can't think of a thing. What they, they don't need the reach. They have it already. Yeah. Multiples, right? And SMU, everybody's like, oh, well, SMU opens up a recruiting channel in Texas for the Pac-12. <laughs> Does it, though? Who's going to SMU over? If you're good enough to go play football at... Tech. Texas Tech. And, and you're a Texas kid. And I would think six out of seven out of... Hell, maybe eight out of 10 Texans want to stay in Texas. So if you're Utah, let's say, Oregon. Yeah. Probably Utah, because Utah and Texas Tech can compete for the same player. Mm -hmm. Right? If Oregon comes into a kid's living room and says, hey, we want you to come here instead of Texas Tech, they're probably going to Oregon. Right. But if, you, if you're competing with Utah for a kid in... Dallas, between Texas Tech and Utah, they're going to Texas Tech. Right. Right? SMU doesn't change that. It's not, well, SMU's in our conference, so you, you're, you're going to go to Utah because SMU's in the Pac 12? No, you're not. Right? And Oregon gets Oregon's recruits no matter where SMU is. Nike. In the conference, out of the conference, it doesn't matter. Paint splatter helmets. What else do you need to say? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Um, update from uh, Andrew Marshan. Who's next on the chopping block? ESPN has let go of Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson. <coughs> wow. <coughs> Dude, these layoffs at They're ESPN real. are... Real. Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, Keyshawn Johnson, and Max Kellerman are all out at ESPN. Wow. I mean, today is going to be a very painful day. At ESPN, there is... I wonder what happens with J.J. Redick. I think J.J. Redick is there for the long term. J.J. Redick's not expensive. He's young. He's hip. He is... He's the next wave. I think... You know what happens to J.J. Redick? I think he replaces Jeff Van Gundy. That's what I think happens. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. There's a lot of people out there who are saying, hey, um, you know, they're going to... You know, they're going to... ESPN is going to... Hire Doc Rivers to replace Jeff Van Gundy. Does that make a lot of sense? No, and I don't think Doc is done. I mean, well, I mean, is, Doc I is going to work in TV. I think he's going to take some time away, but that's just yeah, me. maybe he does. Yeah, um, but I think JJ Redick makes a hell of a lot more sense than Jeff Van Gundy. He replaced the ESPN very clearly is trying to point their NBA coverage at a younger demo. Mm -hmm. They're not interested in Larry and Susan the 57-year-olds in Manhattan, right? They're not interested in those guys. They're interested in Troy and Steve, the 19-year-old you know, college kid hey guys. in Chicago, Detroit, Boston, New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, Houston. That's who they're chasing. So 
J.J. Redick gets that job done. I don't believe that Doc Rivers necessarily moves the needle for younger people. Yeah. I don't. But these yeah. layoffs at ESPN, that hurts, dude. Like, you think about Keyshawn. Nah. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the, the morning show on ESPN Radio, was average at best. It was filler. It, that's all it was. And ESPN Radio at ESPN, it, that's all it is. Radio at ESPN is an afterthought. It, it's yeah. Trust me, having been there, it is not a priority. It is not. I, I think it's absolutely filler. Yeah. That's what I would say. So yeah. I, I think when you look at when you look at what is when you look at what is going on at ESPN, like I mean, if I if I asked you what talent at ESPN do you really gravitate to? Yeah, I mean, I think JJ Reddick certainly is there. I I, I love Greeny for sure. I'm big big fan of Greeny. Um, you know, I have not liked Perk is you know. Perk is Perk, right? Like sometimes that's another he has a guy take, that's being he's being rumored is getting laid off today. I think I think he does a good job for what he's asked to do, and you know you you always want former players on your set if you can get them, you know, because of their experience. But yeah, I mean, there's not one person like I I'm the guy that says Malika does a nice job. I don't necessarily gravitate to her, but I do think she does a nice job. I particularly liked uh, her in the NBA Finals coverage. Uh, I hated their draft coverage. I'll be very honest with you. Was not amused with uh, how piss poor that draft coverage was. And that didn't really have to do with Malika herself. But I just felt like her with JJ uh, and the other two that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, that the, the four of them just really didn't. The, there was the no vibe, chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry, the vibe just wasn't there. So I didn't. I didn't in in Monica McNutt, you know, on draft coverage I was not I, I, I with all due respect to Monica, it's not personal. I, I don't think she sucks, but I don't think she's one of those folks that's real good at doing the on the spot interview. Where like like as an example, everyone on this show Grum wants to torch Holly Rowe over what she does with the jazz. That's like a common thing that comes up all the time. And I'm not even gonna shy away. I think they ask her to do too much with the jazz particularly. But on ESPN, I think she does a really nice job with college football and with some of the stuff she does with yes. those on the field interviews. Yes. So I, I I just think that ESPN needs to make sure that they don't cut too much fat out of the budget with some of these personalities. Cause I actually liked Jalen Rose. I thought he brought good commentary, but we'll see what they do. Yeah, I think very clearly and, and I, I don't know what you guys think. OG Gary agrees with us. Younger audiences gravitate towards shows like this and Barstool, in my opinion. I think that's right. I think when you look at, at Pat McAfee going to ESPN, that's why that's such a massive hire. And people were pissed about the price tag. And Pat McAfee delivers the 18 to 49 demo. And, and they need it desperately at yeah. ESPN. Yeah. And I think you know. they need it desperately because ESPN's going away from TV and they're going to stream. And and I am a I'm a big believer. And again, you guys, you're consumers of sports. You can't tell me you don't watch sports on stream. I would be stunned. What are we watching now? Yeah, we're, I, I'm watching. We're we have in the background. We have the Rocket Mortgage uh, Challenge on in the background on ESPN Plus, streaming on our on our TV. Yeah, or the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Excuse me. Where Justin Thomas is absolutely sucking right now. Damn it. But um, I watch sports on stream all the time. Yeah. I watch it, you know, the, obviously I'm an ESPN guy. I watch it on my phone all the time. So I, I think when you look at guys like 
Keyshawn Johnson. He doesn't resonate with viewers. Max yeah. Kellerman does not resonate with viewers. And Jay Williams, I don't know what happens to him in, in basketball because I, I actually think Jay, Jay Williams yeah. is a good basketball guy. Yeah, Jay does well. But I, I don't... This, Jeff Van Gundy is a stunner to me. That's a financial decision. Because Jeff Van Gundy is, I think, the best analyst. I think I could make an argument he's the best analyst of the last 10 years. Well, and how many great moments did we get between Jeff and Mark Jackson, you know, like arguing over this or arguing? Like, but Mark Jackson's only as good as the guy he's paired with. And I agree with Jeff that. Van Gundy's, that. Jeff Van Gundy is a reason to watch ESPN, NBA on ESPN. I think, and you look at the relationship Mike Breen has with Doc Rivers, I think there's no doubt that, Mike, that that's a factor in Doc Rivers. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, it's funny you bring up Mike Breen. I wonder, you know, what uh, the shelf life left for Mike Breen is. I mean, it's not like he's a young guy anymore. He's certainly not old, but I, I think if you're ESPN and you're, you're cutting names like Jeff Van Gundy, I, I, I would think that they have a pretty good idea of how long Mike Breen intends to run out his career. So, I, you know, again... I just hope that ultimately at the end of the day with these ESPN layoffs, what I hope is the things that I enjoy on the weekends, I hope don't suck. Meaning I don't want Mike Breen with some average ass color guy uh, trying to get the job done. But you also can't have the, the, like the, and I don't know what, I don't love Stephen A. Smith. I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why you have these talking head shows. Yeah. I, I, I well, get up with, my, with get up with Greeny is a is a is a good show, mm -hmm. but you can't tell me first take is a good show. It's not. It's a shit show, man. That show is unwatchable. Nine days out of ten, it's unwatchable. Why do you think they're putting Pat McAfee on? Because you can actually listen to Pat. Yeah. You can relate to Pat. He he he. he it's what that network needs. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing a guy like Max Kellerman is gone because nobody watches his show. Yeah. Nobody watches his show. Because it's gimmicky. And that's the problem. Being in the business, I can tell you, like right now, our whole goal is 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 much more reach. That's all Jake and I work on every single day is how can we extend our reach? Let's get more reach. We need to do more. Like... Because that's what you need. ESPN is getting more reach with Pat McAfee than any of these guys that they let go today. Yeah. They, they are. Uh, Eric and Raleigh. What's up, Eric and Raleigh? Hope you're well, dude. Uh, I think ESPN is starting to realize that live games is the future. Talk is dead. Well, I don't know that talk is dead. I mean, they just spent $150 million on Pat McAfee. So I, I don't think talk is dead. I think... And, Listen, I don't know if you guys care about this or not. I don't mean to go too deep into it. The fast channel situation, which is, you know, free ad-supported TV, um, essentially is where sports talk is going. That, that's where sports talk is going. It's what, it, it, it basically is what ESPN, the app is, mm -hmm. right? Or if you look at Netflix or FanDuel TV or, you know, any of these other platforms. That's what the future is. Yeah. I don't believe that you can have Stephen A. Smith yelling at people on morning television and call that good. I just, I, I don't think that's what it is. I, I truly don't. I, I don't know how you, yeah. you know. Uh, Salty Drunk says, you guys torch Holly. On jazz broadcast, she's miserable. Yeah. Holly Rowe is really good when you put a microphone in her hand and tell her to interview people. Yep. 
That's what she's good at. Yep. Sideline reporter, okay, she's all right at that too. Color analyst, she's unlistenable. It, it in my opinion, she's yeah. she's unlistenable. You know, uh, Todd James says, "Who needs humans to commentate when we can get Chat GPT to commentate a game?" Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Salty drunk, did you just call Holly fat, Jake? I did not. I don't think you did. No. Uh, Joseph uh, Luarez, I hope I said that right, gave us $5. Thank you very much for that. Uh, MJ Bissett says, SMU can't get over the fact that they are a small private school that has alienated most of DFW market. Classism, a double-edged sword. Wow. That's probably a different show. Yeah. I, um, I don't think SMU's issues with classism is as big of an issue as they're an afterthought in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And that might be a little harsh. But, but TCU's success... and I, I, I'm trying not to be a jerk about this, but all the Pac-12 supporters who are like, oh, they're endowment. Oh, they're boosters. Oh, my God. They're, they're... I get it. SMU has a society that's got a lot of money. Why isn't that translated to wins in the AAC? It's a great question. It's a great question, dude. You have all this money, and you're you're an NIL, you know, juggernaut, and all you'd be all this money, nice uniforms, nice little facilities, second biggest collective in the Pac-12. But you don't win anything. Why haven't you dominated the AAC then? I mean, these oil guys—they don't want to win the AAC. They don't. You're an afterthought. Oh, it's going to reinvigorate them to pay seventy million dollars for an entry fee into the Pac-12 <coughs> when you will finish <coughs> dead last in the Pac-12. De- I mean, dead fucking last. Dion's foot aside. It, you're, last, you're below Dion's amputated toes. Okay, that probably was not. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. You know, um, my point is, you haven't won anything, and you have this huge collective and this huge endowment. and Yeah. That's the issue for me. And you don't, believe, you don't deliver the Dallas-Fort Worth market. Recruiting, TV audience, you don't deliver that. And until you show me analytics that says SMU delivers seven and a half million people or that they open up a recruiting channel into Texas and Dallas. Are you telling me that that wit in every other school in this conference, Utah, Oregon, you're telling me Oregon doesn't go and recruit Texas? Um, of course they do. Do you know the talent level of Texas football? It's up like, there. Just youth athletics. In Texas, it, it's massive. You think they don't have recruiting channels already? By the way, if you're in the Pac-12 and you're not recruiting Texas and you think adding SMU will help you do that, you're wrong. Because what kid in Texas is picking Oregon State over SMU? Not a single one. Yeah. Not, a, not a single one. Yeah. Not a single one. Uh, Joseph says Pac-12 went five and four in basketball versus the Mountain West and four and four in football. Uh, the talent gap is not that big. Winning and losing games Dude. has no indication of talent gap. With all due respect, this is okay. This is what people don't understand. Wait, so, wait, wait. BYU pretty much ran the Pac-12 table. Does that mean BYU's more talent? Oh, that's right. They got their ass kicked in the Pac-12 by Oregon and Notre Dame in Las Vegas. Winning and losing games on a given Saturday has not—I don't think—has anything to do with your talent base. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. No, I just think people don't understand the difference. Like people have a lot of trouble understanding the difference of where where winning is relevant. So, like, 
yeah, is winning, does beating a bunch of teams that technically are more talented than you mean you're more talented than them? No. But when you talk about expansion and trying to get into a new conference, does winning matter? Yes. Yes. So it's both sides of the fence. Winning matters in one part of the conversation, but not necessarily as much in another part of the conversation. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, you can't, I feel like we do this a lot with the college football, not even just the Pac-12 thing, but in college football totally all the time. Totally agree. We do this. We're like, oh my God, they don't win. They suck. That means their program's terrible and they shouldn't do, but then, you know, on another hand, 20 minutes later, we'll say, oh, they win everything. And that makes them like, it, dude, it's, it depends on what we're talking about, and I think you have to be smart who, about who it. Who did they play? Where was the game played? How was the game played? Like, I think there's just so many, so many different variables in it. And again, Joe, I don't think you're wrong. I'm not saying that you're you're way off base, but we tend to be very analytical and stat sheet guy when we're trying to make a point left or right. And I I just think you have to go deeper than that. Uh, Marlon Shaw gives us $19.99. What, the other penny? You just couldn't afford it. You, you, like, just too much. Over the man, you know, Jake's not wearing his, his you know, farted on eye glasses I, I today. Can, I, I mean, can, I can do that. If, I, if that will get us the extra penny, I will do that. Marlon, I'm totally kidding. Uh, you just went up the ladder even higher for me. Stephen A is a total waste of airtime. Keep up the great work. Marlon, good to see you, my man. Um, and I would say now that you gave me 1999, I don't think there's ever been a better time, uh, to get the Papa Murphy's pizza mobile app and order up the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Download the mobile app from Papa Murphy's Pizza. The calzones that are out right now, the marinara meatball, the take and bake chocolate chip cookie, nothing's more American than pizza, my friends, on this 4th of July holiday weekend. Hook it up at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show which this hour is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Get your $10 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. And again, it's a charitable donation, so it's a tax write-off. That $10 goes directly to charity, and you get full access to your future. Think about that. No, seriously, I just said that. You get full access to your future at Triday Trading because... Tri-Day trading is going to terrify you because it makes you think about all the money you did not make. It makes you think about all the days that you went to work for a boss you think is a jerk, in an office you never wanted to be in, in a job that you despise when you could have been working for yourself, owning your own business, living the lifestyle that you've always dreamed of. Stop dreaming and start doing at TridayTrading.com by signing up for their $10 30-day trial membership. You get full access to all of their high-level professional coaching. They're going to teach you their processes. They're going to show you their algorithms. They're going to identify for you a future and a career path that's going to take you to the prosperity you've always thought about. It's time 
Folks, it's July 1st. It's time to stop making excuses. The year is half over. What are you willing to do to make the second half of 2023 the best six months you've ever had for you and your family? Well, what you're going to do is go make your $10 charitable donation at TridayTrading.com and sign up for their 30-day trial membership. TridayTrading.com. I ask you every day, are you going to make $1,000 today? At work, are you going to make $1,000 today? Oh, you're not? TridayTrading.com. Do you know they're full-time? People that graduate their program and trade full-time make $1,000 a day on average at TridayTrading.com. By the way, you want to do this part-time? You're just looking to make your car payment or your mortgage every month? Okay, are you going to make $300, $400 today at work? Oh, you're not. Are you going to make an extra $2,000 this week doing anything? Oh, you're not? Well, then you should go to TridayTrading.com because think about it. If I said to you, take 45 minutes or an hour every morning, program your trades, and while you go to work, let Triday Trading's teachings and systems work for you, you're going to come home and you're going to count your money that you made today, day trading automated. That's how good it is at TridayTrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. The biggest stories in sports today. Uh, the ESPN layoffs are hitting hard, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the biggest name clearly on the way out at ESPN, Jeff Van Gundy laid off by ESPN today. A guy who's done, I believe, 98 NBA Finals games at ESPN laid off today as part of Disney's greater strategy to cut 7,000 jobs ESPN, one of the most profitable business units at ESPN, at uh, Disney, forced to enact layoffs. And today, 22 members of their talent staff, according to Andrew Marshan at the New York Post, could see pink slips. We already know some of those names, including Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman, and Keyshawn Johnson are all out at ESPN, laid <coughs> off today. <coughs> shocking is does do you think these layoffs hurt espn well i think it depends on again how they move forward i mean you know yeah i think potentially jeff van gundy jeff van gundy is definitely a big name to be letting go no there's just no doubt about that and i think you know losing or letting you know kellerman and Keyshawn and jay williams go those guys are not going to kill you but but i think it's really important that your NBA Finals coverage stay top-notch. And and I love, again, I love that during the NBA Finals, Malika was the sideline reporter, thought she did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, I think she's very capable of that role. But I but I do think that that it's not good enough just to have Breen doing what Breen does and not have elite totally color agree. commentary. I, I think that's I right. I mean, I need someone... Who can do what Jeff did, and 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 I think JJ Reddick's perfectly fine at it. I, you know, again, the Doc Rivers situation that maybe something comes of that. I I don't know, but I'm not here for Mike Green and, and Mark Jackson. No, I'm not here for that. No, I totally agree. Uh, John Teal says for five dollars and one penny. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for making okay. up uh, for the Mar. See, Marlin gave us nineteen ninety nine. Now Jake has to put on the fart now covers. Now I can put on the fart covers. Thank okay? you. Thank you. Uh, John Teal says I like Stephen A. Smith before he became aware that he was Stephen A. Smith. Oh, bless you, friend. Well said. Uh, from that point on, uh, he was a blowhard, and there's your extra <laughs> penny. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought you just said he was a blowhard. He is. 
And they, you gave us an extra penny, John. That's amazing. Kyle A., I served a mission in Dallas, and I never once saw an SMU fan or flag out of all the doors we knocked on. Most in people name, image, and likeness. Most people were an A&M or Texas fans. By the way, thank you for your service in the community. I know that's not easy God to bless. do. God bless. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it, Dallas-Fort Worth does, is not an SMU town, in my opinion. And Donuts, my guy, how are you? Gives us $5, a little something for the golf fund. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for your insights. Hey, I appreciate and Donuts, that, appreciate, you. appreciate you. We have four straight days up at Canyons Resort in Park City. Yeah. I can't say enough about our guys up at Canyons. It, Darren Ingram and his staff up there. Darren's a director of golf uh, for Vale Resorts at Canyons. Um and it's just the course is in immaculate shape. Um, the layout of the course, you know, the 18th hole where you tee off from an elevated tee box. You can see all the way down from the green as you can at six. The greens are lovely and soft and just ball busting. Uh, the fairways are lush and green. The sand is always in really good shape. The carts are, are, are absolutely luxury. The GPS is accurate. Everything you want in a golf course, Canyons Golf and Park City. Let us know when you're going to be up. We'd love to play around with you guys at Canyons Golf. Thank you, Donuts. Appreciate it. Uh, Artie Cat says, congrats to Claude Mathis, running back Texas State, for his introduction into the College Football Hall of Fame. Thank you for that. Um, let's see. Big, bad, brass bulls. bulls. Keep in mind that last year, BYU had a crappy D.C., which showed why they had such an off year. Look at their D over the last few years. They'll be better. They will be better. There's no doubt. Um, in my mind, anyways, there is absolutely no doubt that the, what's the right way to say it? And I think courage is the right word. And this is going to sound like, oh, you're just polishing knob. The courage that Kalani Sataki showed to completely remake his coaching staff this off season. You cannot underplay that because the, the move the moves that he made with people very close to him being moved out of the program are not easy. Yeah. They're not easy. And I think that he is in a really good spot now. This staff, their recruiting, their player development is what we now need to see. You need to see player development. They lost a lot of big names in the portal. Let's see what they do. Let's see what they do. And I, he, you know what? I am excited to go to, to Big 12 football media days. Uh, presented by our good friends at bladehq.com, uh, July 12th and 13th in Dallas. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, excuse me, in Arlington at AT&T Yeah, yeah I know Stadium, what time it is. Yeah, in SMU country. Where SMU doesn't play football. Um, I am really excited <laughs> uh, to go hang out at Big 12 Football Media Days and have Kalani and his guys on. Um, I think it is a really, really big moment in time for BYU. In less than 24 hours, they will be in the Big 12. Yep. Which is just remarkable, dude. It is, it is absolutely remarkable to me yeah. that BYU has come this far. It is, it's crazy yeah. to me. Um, let's see. Midnight Magic Musing says, three hours to get through TSA, miss the flight. Next flight at 11.30 p.m. Thank God for Monty and Jakey <laughs> two holes in the morning. <laughs> Well, thank wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you just said his next flight is at 11:30 tonight. That's brutal. What? You got to tell us who the airline is. Yeah, can I get more details, bro? Yeah, I'm going to need I'm going to need a little more detail Yeah, that. dude. That's that's yeah. insane. This is a, the FAA is having huge issues. Huge issues with their software. This is not an airline problem, it's an FAA problem. Right? 
let's see. Kenneth Benoy. Um, GK, George Kleovcock, is playing games with people's lives. Well, you know. After the envelope calculations. You made your bed. Now you got to lie in it, right? Pretty much. You, you got to lie in it. Uh, Brady Cook. They're getting rid of a lot of NBA guys. Does that mean that they're going to cut some NFL guys now? Could be. I, you know, Brady, it's an interesting question. Um, they really have, according to Andrew Marchand, who is, I don't even think it's arguable, the best media reporter in the country, Yeah. Um, that you're seeing Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman gone from ESPN. Jalen Rose gone from ESPN. Jeff Van Gundy, gone from ESPN. And Keyshawn didn't do a lot of NFL television, but he did some. And Max Kellerman, I just think, was redundant. You, didn't, you don't need Max Kellerman. No. And his show is getting bumped by, by what I, uh, again, Pat McAfee, who I think is the best young talk talent in the country. Yeah. So I, I think these layoffs make a lot of sense. But who, who's next? That's a conversation. That is a that is a conversation. Don't forget NBA free agency starts today. Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj. Um, what will Portland do with Damon? What will Dame do with Portland? The Blazers are waving uh, Trendon Watford, um, which is not a big move, but they just continue to scrape pennies together on that cap. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see what they do because I think they have to go out and they have to make a significant splash. Um, to keep Dame there. Mm -hmm. uh, Midnight Magic Musings. Flying to Orlando from Seattle. And Delta the only has one flight. Red Eye arriving 8 a.m. tomorrow. Worse yet, no bucked up. Oh, my God. He's in opposition. Dude. That's Bro. the worst. That is the worst, man. Like, I, I feel for you a lot and in those situations. Is that right? Oh, that's a bummer, dude. That is a bummer. Uh, OG Gary, I wonder if BY, Brett, your mark, you pimp, has ever seen a back of an envelope. Back I, of the envelope calculations. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Randomness. Uh, ask Midnight Magic, they can't connect you? That's WTF? what I'm saying, That's what dude. I'm saying. Like, what? They don't want to give up that, they don't want to give up that revenue. We're in a control position. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. Uh, whoa. Let's whoa, see. Uh, salty drunk. Where is fat ass Harden going? Okay. I'm, I would fat. guess. And I, uh, again, not to tell you what the two hacks on YouTube know, but we told you first the other day, James Harden's going to the Knicks, in my opinion. I think the Knicks are a major player for James Harden. I don't think there's any doubt. We'll I don't think Buddy has enjoyed his time out east, though. If James Harden goes to the Knicks, they're an Eastern Conference Finals contender. I agree with that. I mean... He'd fit in nicely. Even with that bad game, you know. Yeah, dude. You know. Yep. I'm just saying. wonder if he puts on a few pounds to get traded quicker. Yeah. Um, let's see. Expedition Greg says, show uh, the Monty Show, Boise State, Pac-12, or Big 12? Neither. They're a better fit in the Pac-12. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, Brass Balls says, I stopped watching ESPN for the most part, so these layoffs don't mean much to me. J.J. Reddick from The Little I've Seen isn't my cup of tea. He takes a cringe, his takes are cringeworthy sometimes. Well, okay, there you go. That's how you feel about this. I, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge J.J. Reddick fan. The Old Man in the Three podcast is, 
Huge. And Donuts says ESPN realignment, apparently. Yeah, seriously. Right? right? Apparently. Jet Wayman, the tile king Dude, of Utah. So, okay, so what? You think you can just show up on the program once every 10 days and, you know, think you're still going to be, you know... Dude, sliced bread or what's the deal when, here when are we doing the exchange of ribeyes bro yeah dude when are you guys gonna swap your meats what's going on here well it's not really the swapping me I, I owe <laughs> for those of you who don't know i owe jet wayman who is legitimately the tile in the state of utah if you're in utah you need tile done you reach out to jet wayman i'm for real teddy wayman is the tile king of utah i'm a fucking unit he is no, i'm not even kidding he has done my shower <laughs> like he the guy is unbelievable uh, he's also the betting king of Utah because Teddy is our go-to bookie on the show. There is no question. Well, he's not really a bookie. Teddy, have you been talking NFL guys lately? So what I have been trying to see what I meant to say, you guys know um, that we, we may, um, uh, um, we, I mean, we would never. We don't gamble. I mean, what, I mean, I don't have a VPN. <laughs> what? We have positions. We don't gamble. Anyway, if you're in the state of Utah. Um, Teddy will help you with your betting lines as well. I have a VPN. I don't have a VPN. <laughs> what? Don't you know who I am? Um, for our listeners in Utah, though, we love you guys. Um, Teddy's also our prognosticator. And he properly prognosticated that Nikola Jokic was going to set his sack on my face. Set his a, sack on your face. And eliminate the Lakers from but the no playoffs. no one's going to disrespect me. I told Teddy that he was dumb. I'm not afraid to die. Just because he has an epic beard doesn't mean that he knows what's going to happen, which apparently was wrong. All right, bro. Have a nice day. Didn't mean nothing by it. The fire crotch of pubes on Teddy Wayman's face. This has gone too far now. Teddy said Denver would beat L.A. I said L.A. would beat Denver. We bet a ribeye steak. I owe Teddy a ribeye steak. Doesn't make you feel responsible. You know. Uh, Jet Wayman... Teddy says, uh, I'll be in Wyoming placing some home run props on Sunday. <laughs> that motherfucker don't miss, He doesn't man. miss. He doesn't miss. Ever. Ever. <laughs> you know. Come on now. John Dry. I thought today was Pack D Day. Everybody. This is a family program, dude. I don't know what the Pack's D has yeah, to do with like, this. Come on. Program. You know. Yeah. Come on, dude. No, it, it it's not the Pax D Day. It's San Diego State's D Day. And we did that at the beginning of the show. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll rerun it. Uh, Eric and Raleigh, this has gone too far now. What do you mean now? <laughs> <laughs> Me? It's not going to take place here. Uh, Daniel Rhodes, I don't stream sports. You don't stream sports. How? Really? Uh, OG Gary, Monty provides meat services. Yeah, oh. you know, meat services. Great. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is Teddy Wayman knows where I live. Yeah. Obviously, he's been in my house. Teddy, what are you, or everybody, Teddy, Gary, what are we all doing for the 4th of yeah, July? Yeah, are fireworks still a thing, by the way, as we, not to get too far off the course, because we do have to get to, uh, we do got to get some NBA in here. We got to do some more college football. Um, wow, M is now minus seven. Yes. At, at, uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, my point is, my point is, uh, are you guys fireworks people? I'm, I'm not really a, a fireworks guy. I like setting stuff on fire. <laughs> but I'm not the guy who's like, hey man, um, you know, I think I'm gonna, I, you know, I think I'm gonna go watch some fireworks. 
No. No. That, you no. see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Yeah, no. I have a life. Um, if you have kids, totally get it. Your kids will love fireworks. I'd much rather go up to the mountains and like sit up at Empire Pass and watch the fireworks around the valley. I'm down to do that. But then you got to drive home with all the yahoos. Right. Right? But you like know. fireworks as a kid were the thing. Like the sandlot was built on fireworks, dude. The like, sandlot. Like, like as a kid, I looked forward to that every year, man. Playing baseball on Fourth of July weekend and then having a fireworks show like that oh, was yeah. the thing, bro. Good old, okay, man. good old Daniel Wright Middle School right here in the Chicago Land area. Come on now, yeah, Daniel Wright Middle School. Yeah, do you know how many bombs I hit onto the shed in center field at Daniel Wright Middle School? <laughs> Is you the know. shed? If you drove back there today, would the shed still be there? Oh, I have to think so. <laughs> I have to think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're way off track now, but I, I am the guy who like I go walk through my old high school. Yeah, I go walk through my old middle school, Daniel Wright Middle School, where I watched Top Gun for the first time and I saw the Challenger shuttle explode, and then wanted to go outside <laughs> and have recess. Like I remember, <laughs> I had no idea what that meant, but I remember Daniel Wright Middle School. Yeah. I remember, I remember first kisses with Donna Rice. I remember. I remember all. I, I have fond memories. Yeah. Then I became an adult, and it sucks. Um, <laughs> is your little dog still kicking, Monty? Yeah. Rhino's still alive. Bro, doing did quite you just well. ask if his dog died, bro? Well, my dog almost died, and then Mrs. Mon Mrs. Monty and I had an argument over heart medicine for the dog last night. Um. He takes a pill, and then he takes this liquid in a, a bot, not bucked up. That'll... Anyway, the point um, is, and we give it to him in a syringe. And it's oh like God. almost gone. And she's like, that's not almost empty. That'll last him like three weeks. And God damn it, I don't want to pay $100 for more heart medication when I don't have to three weeks early. I think that's HIPAA. <laughs> God forbid I worry about the dog dying. My bad. <laughs> you know. Uh, Jet Wayman, go to Riverton Park and watch fireworks. They're sick, man. I just sit at the Riverbend Golf Course by the park and watch. Nice. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Nice. Bryce Martin. Uh, July 4th is also my favorite holiday for that reason. Okay. Yes. Hayden Maxwell, go Frogs, baby. Got a third base going to the first round. They already got his replacement. Let's go. Uh, Mick Stevens, all hat, no cattle. Um, the best way to gauge support by number one of Twitter followers, UT, a, uh, A&M and TCU far ahead have more Twitter followers than the rest of Texas. I mean, you know, that, I, I mean, that I mean, must be it, you know, <laughs> love that. Uh, salty drunk says vacuum drop Jake. Oh God. Remember when the dog had to have his Dude, butt vacuum? You, we, there was a time on this program where, where the dog was like, you know, doing the whole, you know, when dogs like do that whole weird breathing thing where they kind of like sneeze, it's like the reverse sneeze for dogs and they're making all those weird noises. When Mrs. Monty was actually on the show before, she literally put the mic up to the dog's face <laughs> and people were listening to the dog like hyperventilate in the background. Yeah, I think um, dogs are expensive. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Dogs are expensive. It mm -hmm. is. It, it. It. I love my dogs, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, midnight magic musing. Donna Rice, the activist. No, no, I don't neck with rich people. Donna Rice, the Donna Rice. I knew that girl. No, the the Donna Rice. Donna Rice. No. 
Um, aren't they running drone shows? I would much rather watch drone shows than fireworks. Oh, yeah. please. Gary. I would Come much on, rather. Dude. Come on. What, what is the difference between fireworks and a drone show? That there's no explosion in a drone show? That it doesn't bring all the nostalgia back of being a kid watching no, au fireworks? Con au contraire, like... Monfer. It looks just like a fireworks. Have right. you ever seen a drone light show? Not in person. God damn it. Not in person. So how do you know they suck then? Because I've seen them well, on YouTube. Have you seen me suck? And you know I suck, but yeah, you, yeah, I know you've what never time seen it me is. suck. I mean, you Who know. are you, Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Listen, I, you Dude, guys. If We're not going into it, but go read what the old Spaceinator did. Kevin Spacey's a sick son Dude. of a... Dude. Drone shows for 4th of July is actually not bad. Like, people are condemning it and being like, oh, this sucks, bro. No. I mean, I understand it. Preventing wildfires is a noble cause, and I'm with that. Yeah. Um, Jet Wayman says, going to do some barbecue first, though. Let's go. I But there's a big part of me that feels like drone shows. Drones replacing fireworks as electric cars replacing normal cars. Like, it's we're, we just get more and more into this stuff. Hey, we got to replace... We got to replace beef with impossible burgers. We got to replace, you know, you, fireworks you with hear, drones. Do you like, hear the shit that you say? It's all the same you, thing, bro. Do you, seriously. Do you okay, hear the well, shit that you say? An antibody cocktail. Right. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> do you hear the things that you say, Governor Jake? When you say shit like, wow, well, you know, replacing fireworks with drones well, is just like Elon building more Tesla. Yeah. I mean, I, I, look, tell me I'm stupid without me telling you I'm stupid. This is like... Electric cars replacing gas cars. How dumb do you think I am? Stick shift doesn't mean what it used to. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, we're going to stick okay. shift an electric First of all, car. With the, with the dry conditions in this country, yes, fire is a real thing. And I agree with that. B, it's terrible for the atmosphere. C, drone shows are actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I want fireworks. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, everything burns. I, can I not just have a fireworks show with a hot dog? Like, can I not? Like, is that like, like, come on, dude. God. How many sim? Like, what's next? Am I not gonna be able to light a fire next to the Christmas tree because it's gonna God. burn the house down? Does Jake not understand that fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> and and listen, little baby Jesus. Little Jake. Little Tuvel's little here. little baby Jesus here. <laughs> Jesus, can you help Jake understand <laughs> that fireworks? have nothing to do with hot dogs in god's name image and likeness and the fact that a pig's lips and ass are in that hot dog <laughs> means he probably shouldn't be eating him but that's a different story my point is jake doesn't understand that he can eat a hot dog while watching a drone show it is what it is god what did i do that you're punishing me like this jackass all right the monty show uh <laughs> you understand that you can eat hot dogs while watching a drone show right no you're missing the point. It's the nostalgia of it, not like you're missing the point. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. So it's you have it's to, how you know what it is. It's how Miami Vice makes you. Uh, it's how emergency makes you and Mrs. Monty feel reminiscing about watching a TV show that I know nothing about as a kid. So you're reminiscing about being a shitty little league baseball player and eating things <laughs> that are bad for you. <laughs> Man, yes, I'll tell you yes, what, dude. Yes. You know, when I sit here and I look at those fireworks, <laughs> I do think about the Fat, wedgie that uh, the, the wedgie that those underoos used Fat. to give me. I'd pull it out of there, and my God, the skid marks were unbelievable. Dude. But that hot dog with ketchup, that's the best sandwich a man can ever have on the 4th of July. So get your facts straight. 
Rick wants to know if that was a fart noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <gasps> yes, in fact, it was. It was, yes. Yes. Uh, Midnight Madness says, uh, Magic says, replacing fireworks with drone is like That's replacing I'm saying, USC dude. with San Diego. Thank you. Thank you, dude. I know, Reset. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, Brass Ball says, Stadium of Fire at LES Journey is playing this year. Don't stop the drone shows. Do you know who Journey is? Yes. Who's the lead singer of Journey? I don't know. Oh, my God. You don't know who the... I know Journey. I don't know the lead singer of Journey, bro. God. Somebody... No, no, no. Can you inseminate the thought that um, the lead singer of Journey is actually Drake and Wheezy F, baby? Can you do something for me? Okay, let's move on. Um... Salty drunk millennials, Monty. Yeah, exactly. Look at Jet. Look at Jet. Jet. Couple comments uh, up. I'm with Jake on this. I'll be a couple of grand deep in fireworks. Thank <laughs> you, Jet. Okay. Thank you, but dude. But that's different. I don't mind. Oh, I, so like now I it's said, different if no, you're the one lighting no. the fireworks. I, yes. I like blowing shit up. Why is that hard to comprehend? Well, because you'll light the whole forest on fire. Right. But that's why you can't do it in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Forest park preserve. You know, like forest preserve. Same thing. These people going to heaven. <laughs> you're not going to heaven. Maybe you're modded and go to heaven, Jake. Dude. What is wrong with you? Stop it. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe. Hi, Lopes. Good to see you. Hit the like button already. Uh, love that I jumped out of a meeting and back onto the show in a muted window and know immediately that hello God is happening just by how my is huddled over the mic. <laughs> Very true. Hello, God. <laughs> <laughs> Kay Nuren says fireworks. I do like lighting fireworks. Okay, but... Uh, I, as a kid, I will tell you... How can you, you be pro-drone and pro-light fireworks at the same time? So like, because, I, because I'm actually multifaceted and I have a brain. Uh, but my point is, I like lighting off fireworks. So, such as in like when I grew up in a certain suburb in the great state of Chicago, <coughs> um, which is not a state, it's a city, but that's not really the point here. Right. Growing up in the great state of Chicago in a suburb, I US may Americans. or may not have broken a sewer pipe with two M80s down a manhole cover. <laughs> this is fucking America. I like lighting shit on fire. <laughs> like me and Keith Horowitz, the infamous Keith Horowitz, right? Used to light bullets like bullets actual ammunition we would put them in a forest preserve <laughs> in a forest preserve we would put the bullets in one of, you know those outdoor barbecue things they have at forest preserve yes. you drop a handful of bullets throw some turpentine in there and throw a match boot you're it's a gunfight and your ass better hide behind a tree Boom. and one of, i almost ended this life I almost exited this life early when I lit those bullets on fire and one of those bullets struck a tree that um, I was hiding behind. Um, um, Dude. God bless Mother Nature. I like lighting stuff on fire. I do. Bro. I've done that in my what life. What else are people saying? Arizona, Colorado, Yukon, Oregon State, then call a day for the Big 12. Could be. Could be. You know. Um, you know. Hayden Maxwell, TCU got commitments from seven four-star players in their 24 and 25 recruiting classes on top of, are you ready? Five-star number one kicker in the 24 class uh, to commit two days ago. 
My question is, how much of a backslide will TCU have this year? I mean, there's got to be some, certainly. Has to be. Rick Forrester says Steve Perry. Do you know who Steve Perry is? No. The lead singer of Journey. Okay, cool. I cannot believe you don't know who that is. Uh, Aaron Wilson, what did Kevin Spacey do? No. Bro. Dude, even on this show, we have limits. (laughs) Uh, Salty drunk, fireworks and ribeyes, marriage made in heaven. Yes, it is. Dude. Yes, it is. Uh, OG Gary, fireworks are one dimensional and you can be creative with drones. Gary, dude, you're pushing your luck. You, You have this says the guy who's never seen a drone show. Do you understand the I'm drones saying, are these okay, small shows the and they can, they, they do, I believe they did them over Washington DC last year. They, they look like fireworks and I'm they do dances they and it's cool. I know it's cool. That's not the point. I'm not saying drone shows suck. That's not my point. My point is, is we're adding to the ledger of things that now we have to change because buddy and, in his, you know, friends in their van in the forest you know were irresponsible with their campfire that's the problem that's the problem so again it's hey we need electric cars gas cars aren't good enough Stop. anymore hey no it's not it is dude not, and by the way how many dogs how many dogs i have two dogs that are terrified during fireworks <clears throat> okay that's another a reason, reason another reason i hate that's fireworks. a legitimate reason but it has dude nothing to do with electric cars why is it that you can't Un, like, why is it that you can't empathize with the fact that this is yet another step away from how it used to be? That now we got to have drones doing fireworks instead of, you know, actual fireworks? Like, it's one day a year, bro. If one you, day a if, year. If you do the same things you've done. Where are we at done. in society today? Jesus. Okay. Uh, Court McMullen. Monty claiming big fireworks show caused forest fires. No, I, it, people lighting... <clears throat> But when was the last time you saw South Jordan do fireworks shows in Ochre Mountains? Well, I would hope they wouldn't do them in the Ochre Mountains. Um, I I don't necessarily believe that fireworks shows by municipalities cause problems. Yeah, I think it is dudes like me who throw M80s down sewer <laughs> manhole covers that cause problems. That to me, that's right. That's. <coughs> I don't disagree with the logic and the reasoning behind the drone show thing. I don't disagree with it. I'm just simply saying that I, I hate the idea that I, I keep experiencing this feeling. I'm not saying that fireworks and electric cars are connected per se. I'm saying that I feel like we're just adding to the list of things that are going away or changing or like, and, and it's not like it's a daily thing. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 w- it would be like saying, you know, hey, yeah, you're not going to be able to put lights on your house for Christmas anymore because we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just those nostalgic things that I feel like we keep losing. Lopes fan Gabe, arguing drones versus fireworks is like debating Jordan versus LeBron, Kobe, etc. Let's just recognize that both no, are goaded nope, and keep it nope, moving. Nope, nope, I agree. Nope. Sorry if you're Aaron Wilson, do I need to Google Kevin Spacey? Yes, you do. Kevin Spacey, just Google, I believe it's Kevin Spacey fell asleep. <coughs> <coughs> I'm warning you. Kevin, Google search Kevin Spacey waking people up. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> Dudes. <laughs> don't. 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 Uh, Anthony said, let's talk about Notre Dame to the Big Ten. It's never going to happen. I'm a Notre Dame diehard Notre Dame fan. Diehard. Rick Meyer ain't walking through that door anytime soon. What would right? I do without you? I'm telling you now. Rocket Ishmael, that was a touchdown. And 
Notre Dame won't, isn't going to the Big Ten. I don't notice I, how the comment ends. Notice what he said at the end there. Deal is never getting done. Okay, great. <laughs> Can't talk about the Pac-12 irrelevance any longer. Deal is never getting done. Maybe. Jake is right, Aaron Wilson says. Okay. Uh, Monty was a caveman that discovered fire in his first life. <laughs> Yet, um, you know, yeah. Todd James. Rip the electric grid when an emu hits and all these people. Oh, you mean, uh, no, not an emu, an EM electrical. Yeah. Oh, uh, EMP. Yeah, EMP. And all these people who are relying on electronics. Well, you yeah, wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal Hebrew. Wait up. Drone lights are supposed to replace fireworks. America has fallen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Correct the mundo. Matthew says, let's get back to bashing SMU. Uh, salty drunk. If you had wildfires like we do down here, you wouldn't like fireworks. Well, huh. ask Canada, right? Uh, OG Gary, I do see Jake's point. How much overreach are we going to get? Where's the limit? I totally get it. At this point, it may be uh, tomato, tomato. Well, I, I think we're that. probably too far past it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But again, the Canadian fire thing is exactly why we're here, right? Is it not the same thing? Two people likely started that fire. And now what do we get? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, the NASCAR street race. Yeah, turns out that's going to be really smoky. Yeah. How about did you guys hear Wait, about this? On, the dude. NASCAR thing in Chicago. Um, NASCAR is doing a street course in Chicago. Which I think is an amazing idea, just right off the top. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I think when you when you look at the idea of NASCAR doing a street race in Chicago, it's amazing, right? Well, the only problem with that is, is that people hate it in Chicago. Us Chicagoans <laughs> hate it. I think in theory it's cool, but one, they're actually warning people that you will go deaf if you do not bring hearing protection. Because it's so close on Lakeshore Drive and the road immediately next to Lakeshore Drive in Chicago. It's so close to the buildings that the sound of a NASCAR, which is loud already, they're catless, yeah. bouncing off of buildings will make you clinically deaf. Yeah. So they're telling you, bring your protection if you're in the grandstands. Two... The destruction that it is doing to the ability to move around downtown Chicago is apparently terrible. Immense. Yeah. Terrible. Because they're basically shutting down Lakeshore Drive and you have no other way to get around. Like, it's crazy. But this the is congestion. The, this is the same thing that, that happens with, like, when F1 goes to cities. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is not the first. Las like, Vegas. Again, yeah, Las Vegas, right? What, what's been happening in Las Vegas for those of you who haven't been following it? Dude, they have been doing retreads and patchwork and like getting yeah. the pavement ready like no other for the street circuit that's going down. And again, amazing for the local economy. You can't tell me that this street race in Chicago is not absolutely pumping dollars into the into the downtown, you know, metro, but yeah, it's a pain in the ass. And yeah, NASCARs are incredibly loud. I mean, again, F1 cars are loud, but they're not loud to that point. NASCARs no. are like F you loud. NASCARs are American muscle, dude, loud. Yeah, like. and they're awesome. I'm not even criticizing them for that, but but you start <sighs> to understand, hey, when it's that loud and the building's right there, you understand why it's a problem. Aaron Wilson. Who knew Spacey was such a creep? New meaning to let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, the... That whole deal with Kevin Spacey, gnar, brutal. 
Brutal. Let's uh, let's wrap up our discussion on SMU and uh, what's going to happen with San Diego State today after this from the advocates. You just can't comprehend how much energy there is in a collision like that. This vehicle was coming towards me and it swerved over into my lane and hit me head on. Spent nine days in the hospital. There was just no way I was going to be able to do all of what needed to be done on my own. I called the advocates and we got the paperwork started then and there. They were able to do things for me that I couldn't have done myself. If someone I knew got in an accident, I would tell them to contact the advocates. Absolutely right. Theadvocates.com and The Advocates reminds you guys, have a great holiday weekend. Celebrate. It is our, our, our National Day of Freedom on the 4th of July. Really enjoy your long holiday. But listen, if you're out and about and Jake burns your house down with a firework because he's irresponsible um, and you get into an accident accident that is not your fault, if somebody hits you because they're driving distracted or if you're out riding your bike and somebody hits you because they're not paying attention, you didn't deserve to be in that accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And the best part about working with the advocates is you never pay a penny to chat live with an attorney 24-7-365 at theadvocates.com where you do not pay unless and until they win your case. The advocates, I mean, we couldn't do the show without them. Yeah. And if you guys are, are, are thinking about, hey, do I need an attorney? The answer is yes. Car accidents, bicycles. If you get hurt at work, they are so elite in workman's comp. Hook it up, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's run you through the day of news, you guys, because it has been already uh, 9.40 Pacific time, uh, 12.40 Eastern time, and it has already been a very, very busy day of news. Uh, I do think the biggest story today is, in fact, the layoffs at ESPN. Big names out at ESPN, there are expecting as many as 22 layoffs um, today of air talent, camera people in front of the camera that you know at ESPN, including Jeff Van Gundy, the lead analyst for ESPN NBA games, laid off today. He is out. Uh, Jalen Rose from the NBA on ESPN, he is out. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn Johnson, the NFL on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Max, J. Will, and Keyshawn out at ESPN. Max Kellerman is out. I mean, the list is growing and growing at ESPN. And I think really what it is, is it is the changing face of media in our country. ESPN very clearly is a victim of the 7,000 layoffs at Disney. But ESPN also knows it's got to get younger in its talent base. And guys like Pat McAfee, who recently got as much as $150 million from ESPN, to be their lead voice in sports talk. A guy like J.J. Redick, who is widely believed to be in the running to replace Jeff Van Gundy uh, as a color analyst on NBA games at ESPN and ABC. Those guys appeal to that younger 18 to 49-year-old demo. And Jake, I just wonder, when you hear this, are you does this impact at all the way that you watch ESPN? I mean, not, not in the day-to-day. I mean, I, I, again, I think... You know, ESPN does an okay job filling the daytime content, but I'll be honest with you guys, like, you know, we we kind of flip around. You know, I can tell you right now, like, having gotten into golf the last probably couple months or so, like, there are <clears throat> golf channel is something that's on a lot more often now because ESPN doesn't really have compelling content on weekdays in the morning, like when we're just working or doing what we're doing. I mean, you're you're talking about watching the 60 minute loop of sports center basically all morning until like 11 o'clock 
I mean, that's what ESPN's giving you. And so for me, like, that's just not, like, I get it. I understand why they do that. But as someone that has the TV on in the background all day, it's not compelling enough to just sit there. So that's why I say, like, this isn't going to, like, you know, break my heart or change my daily viewing habits because I wasn't watching first take anyway, which is why I think Kellerman and those boys are were were, were laid off. Uh, what I will say, though, is I, I do have some concern over the idea that the NBA Finals coverage is going to change or that, you know, NBA coverage on the whole is going to change because I love Mike Breen and, uh, and Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Those three guys together, I thought, provided really good coverage. Did I disagree with some of the stuff they said? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's the core of what makes a good broadcast, giving me things to really think about while I watch the game. Everything from... You know, Jeff talking about, hey, we need to change this, you know, in, in the way we review things right. or like those two disagreeing or, you know, obviously Mark Breen's iconic Mike, calls Mike, or Mike, Mike, Mike Breen, Breen iconic calls with staff. I mean, and, I'm sure Mark Breen's a nice guy, too. I just I, I think he plays in the Eastern Conference, though, you know. But anyway, uh, so we'll keep you up to date on the layoffs. Wow, that was you were not. I was only kidding. I know. Forgive me. Um, okay. I think the San Diego State story is also a big story. It is. Um, is it? Is it? Is it? Do you expect anything to happen today? Because I don't. I don't mm. expect a peep out of out of San Diego State because what it, what are they going to announce? And I think this is a this is a big question. What are they going to announce? That we're leaving the Mountain West. Well, we know that already. Uh, that we're going to the Pac-12. Can't do that until there's a Pac-12 TV deal. Do we actually know that they're leaving, though? Like, I mean, obviously, they wrote the letter. Obviously, they gave notice. But technically, technically, we're still in a situation where I feel like this whole Pac-12 TV deal situation, and obviously now it, it appears, unless something crazy happens, it would appear that the exit fee is going to double like we all know it was going well, to. Well, no, I don't... Yeah, I think it's $34 million, um, if but they gave notice, so I, I don't. I just don't think that this is spectacular. I don't think this is drama filled. I don't think this is some unbelievable scandal. I think what what you have here is a process playing out in front of you, mm -hmm. especially with San Diego State. I just don't expect any news on San Diego State today um, because I think all the news has been made already. The the paperwork is filed. The letters are written. Um, they know, and there is some question I've asked the, uh, I've asked the people at San Diego state and the mountain West for clarification when that payment is to be made. I believe it is a year from now, um, is when the payment is to be made by San Diego state. So, I mean, there's really not much to do here. Yeah. Um, I think on the PAC 12 side, it'd be shocking if they released a TV deal today. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. Yeah. Because you would think when you announce a, a media rights deal, I think that it needs to be a big flipping deal. And on a holiday Friday, it would feel more like a, a news dump than a announcement. If they announce this at you know five Pacific time on a Friday in a holiday weekend, the 4th of July, when most people are gone from work half days or took today off or... It's odd that 4th of July is on a Tuesday, so a lot of people are trying to get five-day weekends. Like, is that the right time to announce your brand-new media rights deal? On the same token, would it surprise anybody if that's all the Pac-12 decided to operate? Oh, I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned because I don't care what it is. 
There are, this is a multifaceted announcement. Hey, yeah. we got a media rights deal. Do you have a grant of rights? How many people signed that grant of rights? You know, like those are the conversations that need to be had here. Um, because we have told you for this entire week, we were told last weekend that the PAC 12 knows the deal. They all have been presented with the media rights deal. It's now a negotiation and a, an effort to get a grant of rights signed. They know what the deal is. And the other thing I would tell you is notice that there really hasn't been any more speculation. There hasn't been, we got, we got some pretty amazing stuff out of Jed fish this week. Yeah, I'd say so. But Jed Fish didn't say there's not going to be a deal. Jed Fish, the football coach at Arizona, mind you, said we'll be somewhere. And we're telling recruits, Arizona's got a powerful brand. We'll be somewhere. Back 10. But remember, it's not like anybody's denying that they know what the deal is. What is everybody saying? We need to wait and see what the numbers are. Yeah. How much money is Arizona going to get paid in this deal? Is Arizona getting a full share or a partial share? Is Oregon and Washington getting 100% and everybody else in the conference is getting 80%? I don't know. Yep. I guess we'll wait and find out. But from what, from what I believe and what I think is going to happen, I think they, you cannot announce this today. I think you have to wait until a week from Monday when you have everybody back at work. The 4th of July weekend vacations are over because a lot of people are off this week and then all of next week for the holiday. Right, yep. I think that next, the week before Big 12 football media days is when you announce this because I think it is imperative. It is imperative that you announce in the Pac-12, that you announce the Pac-12 uh, media deal before Big 12 football media days. Because it cannot be a talking point at Big 12 football media days. The damage to have two full days of what is one of the most exciting stories in all of college athletics, the expanded Big 12. Yeah. To have two full days of speculation about your death, I think would be incredibly damaging to the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong about that at all. I mean... I think no matter what happens, if you know, if they do what you're saying, which is you know, announced before Big Twelve Media Day happens, or if it continues to linger on and you don't have an announcement, either way, there will be questions at Big Twelve Media Day. But I yes. agree with you. I think that it really just comes down to, you know, the the narrative, the conversation point, the 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 spotlight with which the Pac-12 is discussed. I mean, if you're if Brett Yormark's having to answer questions about poaching Pac-12 teams, that I agree with you is a pretty bad look for for Klyovkov and and the conference. And absolutely, I, I would also say, you know, let's let's presume they don't announce it before Big 12 Media Day. Big 12 Media Days happen because it is two days, so it is days. Those two days go by, and then sometime after that, before the Pac-12 media day happens, you would announce. I think that's worst case scenario because now you've allowed the Big 12 to speculate. Then you've announced it. And by the way, I thought you make an interesting point about the idea of it being a, a multi-layered announcement. I wasn't even think of, thinking of it in those terms. I just assumed, okay, if you're going to announce a TV deal because it's been so damn long, wouldn't you wouldn't you announce that with an accepted grant of rights? Like I would are, hope so. I mean, are you... I mean, I, I just would be shocked if they were foolish enough to be like, hey, yeah, we got a TV media rights deal, but yeah, we're still working on that grant of rights, so we'll keep you oh, up there. I, I like, don't think on, you dude. can announce it unless you have 10 teams signed on to a grant of rights. Yeah. 
And that's, I think that's the hardest part right now. That is the hardest part right now. I'd remind you, we will be live at Big 12 Football Media Days, July 12th and 13th in Dallas uh, at uh, AT&T Stadium. And it's all presented by BladeHQ.com. BladeHQ.com has their 4th of July sale going on right now. It is an amazing sale um, today through the 4th of July. And the amazing thing is, you get the best knives from the best knife brands. There, there's no doubt about that, whether we are talking about We Knife, Protec, uh, Kershaw. Um, they currently have a, a Spyderco Siren that is 46% off uh, as part of their uh, daily deals. Every single day, BladeHQ.com delivers you a daily deal. Um, so when you need blades, you go to BladeHQ.com. Any kind of knife, any kind of, any kind of utility. And you start looking at the fact that they also offer things like axes, uh, long blades, uh, hunting knives, outdoor and survival, things like lanterns, flashlights, uh, you know, bags, packs, pouches, uh, clothing, um, you name it, they've got it. I love the fact that I, I personally own uh, a tactical pen. I think they are incredibly important in your cars. Um, I mean, there's just all kinds of gear and tools you can get at bladehq.com. But guys, there's never been a better time to shop the site than right now because they have their 4th of July sale going on. And when you start looking at the deals and you start looking at um, you know, the, the dollars that you can save, if you've been thinking about, hey, early Christmas shopping, graduation gifts, whatever it might be, whether you want an American-made blade uh, from companies like Benchmade, Protech, Microtech, they've got it all and it's all on sale right now at bladehq.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. BladeHQ.com presents our coverage of Big 12 football media uh, days in Dallas. Um, Ashley Brewer, Sports Center anchor Ashley Brewer, has been let go by ESPN. I Ashley do not, Brewer. Ashley Brewer. Ashley Brewer. I do not know who Ashley Brewer is. Um, oh, yes. This is, yes, I remember her. Very young. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yes, I remember her. She was not on a lot, though, I will say. That was definitely like a, yeah. She was not, because I agree with you. I think she's a she is a very young broadcaster. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that she ever caught on. Um, I mean, I have to assume just based on her look and dynamic and her age, uh, I would have to assume that Ashley will catch on somewhere yeah. as I stall so I can upload a picture of Ashley Brewer for you. And she was not bad. I didn't mind her. I, I remember her. I've seen her a few times. Not all the time because she, she wasn't was, on a but lot. But she was that utility player. Exactly. exactly. She was that utility player yeah. that when you know somebody had a day off, um, she would go in, she would go in, fill in. Um, talented girl, good presentation. I have to think she'll catch on somewhere if that's what she chooses to continue to do. Uh, but the ESPN layoffs continue and there is an expectation. Andrew Marchand, New York Post, the preeminent media reporter in this country is speculating that there could be up to as many as 22 layoffs today Yeah, Ooh. of on-air talent. And again, Jeff Van Gundy. Out at ESPN, part of the layoffs. Keyshawn Johnson, out. Jalen Rose, out. Uh, Max Kellerman, Max out. Kellerman, yeah. <laughs> Name just went right out of my head. Yeah. But tough day at ESPN. I have a lot of friends there from the time I work there, and it is, it is very difficult. It is very difficult what's going on there. So uh, 
we'll, we will continue to update you as those names uh, come out. Um, let's see. Let's get your comments. What do you guys think happens? When do, when do you think? Because I think it, it, it has to be, the Pac-12 has to announce this deal before Big 12 football media days. Right. I mean, are you on board with that? Like, where I, I do you mean, come yeah, down you would that? think. I mean, I agree. I, I agree. But I, I'm also very much in a place where I'm not surprised if this thing just drags on forever. I mean, honestly, like I, 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 I my like if you if you go back a year, right, you wind the clocks back, wind the clocks back a year. Like if you go back a year, what what have we been told repeatedly? Oh, yeah. By Thanksgiving, by Christmas, by New Year, by Valentine's Day, like. Every holiday. So July Memorial 4th Day. is nothing special in terms of the Pac-12 media rights announcement. It's it's not. But at some point, doesn't the PR on this situation with the, with the Pac-12, doesn't the PR on this situation matter? Well, I have to imagine the conference's not given F, Gene, has grown quite a bit through this process. You I mean, really think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that they want to continue in this cycle, but... But ultimately, like, dude, uh, and I know we've shown it a hundred times over the last six months, but, you know, the the guys down in Arizona, when you're saying things like we're going to be somewhere and we've got a strong brand, you know, the kind of balls that takes. Do you, do you understand that that to say something like that, you have to truly be OK changing conferences like you guys understand that, right? Like, you that's do. not just you're not just saying, oh, yeah. Like, but because I think like, that's part of the norm now, though. Well, right? Isn't that I, the way college athletics works now? Is that I mean, there are teams that change conferences. It feels like every year now. Yeah, I guess, I guess, but but I, I don't know. I just think I just feel like some of these schools are very brash about it, and and I felt like Rick Georgia Colorado was fine, very professional response. Wouldn't expect anything less given his you know high ranking you know status, but but I. I don't know. I, I feel like we don't see schools change conferences a lot. I think we see people within those schools you change conferences. You don't think conferences. we do? No, I don't think. I, I, I mean, think in the last two years, we've seen more than we've ever seen before. And the speculation has been more rampant than it has ever been before. Yeah. Whether it's BYU and these the other three, Houston, UCF, and Cincy that are joining the Big 12. Well, like BYU. How long has BYU going somewhere been a conversation point? A decade. Like it's 10 been, years. Right. And how long have they been thirsty for the Big 12? 10 long years. Long time. Long time. Right. And, but tomorrow, now you're officially in. Like yeah. I, I think all of this sparked with you know, the, the Big 10 expansion previous. Yeah. You know, Nebraska talking about you know, a, a, the, the death of Nebraska as a brand. That's, yeah. That is a real thing. And Trev Alberts and Matt Rule are trying to resurrect – Nebraska football is a brand, but how fucking long has it been since the Cornhuskers were actually relevant? Tommy Frazier? Like, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Lawrence Phillips. I mean, this is forever and a they day ago. They haven't been relevant since I've been alive. But they have that $100 million paycheck, and you know, it's like, that's dude, that's all, that's all well and good, but you're dead to the world. Tanner Mangum's more relevant than Nebraska football's been, Yeah, right? If you know that reference. My point in all of this is, Teams, I feel like USC, UCLA, like p changing conferences more than we've ever seen. And I think this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we are we are just getting started. Um, Country Roads 5150 gives us $10 to say, is it better to release a lower deal prior to Big 12 days? Wouldn't you want to prevent Big 12 from basking in its glory? You would think. You would think. 
But this is the problem with, you know, the radio wizard in the great Northwest saying that, oh, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a trillion dollars per school per year. You know, talking about how this is going to be some huge deal and they're going to get more than the Big 12. Well, what happens if it's not more than the Big 12? And what if it is, we've been hearing for almost eight months now, $20 million. Um, Even $25 million, let's say. Yeah. I've never heard that it's going to be more than $20 million. If it's $25 million... Now you got a fucking problem because your PR mouthpiece machines have all been saying, oh, dude, we're getting 50. We're getting this. We're getting that. Um, and um, you, it better be $32 million or more. Or I think it's going to be a tough spin. Yeah. If it's if it's $31.6 million, it's less than the Big 12, it's going to be a tough spin because you have talked and talked and talked. And again, this is where all of the spin and the presidents and chancellors and ADs saying, we're going to get more. We're going to get more. Kirk Schultz won't shut up. Yep. We're going to get more. It's a bad luck or we'd have a deal in place already. And then ESPN gave $150 million to Pat McAfee. Like the next 10 minutes that after Kirk Schultz look, said that. Dude. Right? Like that's what the that's what the bad, the bad look is. Yeah, it's a bad look. So it, it's just the whole... I don't know that there's such a thing as good timing. I, I don't know. Yeah. And any more... Yeah. You know, country roads, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. But if you don't announce this before Big 12 football media days, it is going to be a huge to topic of conversation. How do, you, how do you sit down with Brett Yormark and not ask the question? You have to. I mean, you have to. You do. Yeah. I, 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 and I think it's incredibly difficult. It's a bad place for them to be. By the way, uh, not to get off the rails here, a little bit of breaking Utah news for those of Utahns on the pr program, the showroom. Program. The PGA Tour is returning to Utah. Really? For the first time in, I think, about a decade or so. Uh, Black Desert in St. George will be hosting the PGA. Love that. That is such a good course. Yeah. Oh, so, Black Desert is amazing. A little bit of exciting news there. Black Desert is amazing. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Uh, look at, we had, we had a great hour last hour. And why is that? Because we took Buckshot. And Buckshot is one of the best products I have ever used. I know there's all kinds of, oh, take this and we'll power you up. And it's full of stuff that you don't want to be ingesting. And that's the thing with Bucked Up. When you look at their labels and you look at their products and you're like, okay, this is supposed to give me Long-lasting, clean energy. That's exactly what you get from Buckshot. Or the Buck Bar that I love so much, I'm telling you, if you guys eat protein bars, and I know a lot of people do, I hate protein bars. I eat them because I need this, the supplement. And then Bucked Up came out with their Buck Bar. And I'm telling you, it's like a candy bar. It tastes really good. I, I love the Everything Bar. The Snickerdoodle Bar is really good. When they had their sale a couple of weeks ago, their one-day sale I told you guys about, about five boxes of Buck Bars. I think that much of them, they're that good. Yeah. And when you look at the, the, the fact that they use things like dates, fresh from the tropics, naturally low-sugar sweeteners that are low glycemic. So you keep burning fat and you feel full because they use whey protein isolate, the best form. Um, and it is absolutely their... their their foundation of the, of the buck bar is whey protein isolate. And you know they're using quality nutrients. 
You know you're getting reliable energy and nutrition and we want to give them to you free. Get in the description of the show below here on YouTube or on the podcast, depending on where you're listening or watching. Click the description, click the link. They'll send you a sampler pack of Buck Bars right to your door for free. Hook it up right now in the description below. And hey, if you want to go uh, shop and support our sponsors, use the promo code MONTY for 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. What's up, everybody? Tanner Plummer says, um, last year, BYU's defense wasn't stout. This year, it will be much more stout, I think. Uh, Brass Balls, you see, I told you it was the uh, time for Bucked Up Miami. Mm, it's, it, the best. But you guys, it's always time for Bucked Up Miami. Yeah. It Please. Is, it is. It is always time for Bucked yeah, Up Miami. Yeah, Miami is by far the best. Susie Colber has been let go by yeah. ESPN. So, they're they're wow. speculating that Steve Young is is coming as well. Susie Colber has been let go by ESPN. Yep. Um. The and I, man, this is Susie a tough Colber day. Today tweeted. Today I joined the many hardworking colleagues who have been laid off. Heartbreaking, but twenty seven years at ESPN was a good run. So grateful for a thirty eight year career. Longevity for a woman in this business is something I'm especially proud of. Next step, a project that gives back. All class. Yeah, that's a, this, this is tough, dude. I mean, you're talking about, and these people are going to get jobs. And, and Absolutely. You know, it's interesting there um, because Susie Culver is, she's a legend. I mean, yeah. to be a woman in sports broadcasting is a steep hill to climb. To do it for almost 30 years, to do it in the NFL and to do it at the pinnacle of the of the industry. Incredible. For somebody like Susie Colbert, that's that's incredible. And having met her several times when I worked at ESPN, she is a really cool person. She's a, a good person to hang out with. She's gonna get a job. Yeah. And she's gonna be able to do what she wants to do. It, it's not a matter of will these people have careers. And I, they're going to have careers. The Keyshawn Johnsons, the Jeff Van Gundys, Jalen Rose, who've all been let go today, Susie Culber, they're all going to have careers if they want them. It's just a really difficult day in the industry, and we continue as sports fans to take a beating because of it. And I have worked in this industry for over 30 years. And having it's, it's really the only career I've ever had. I, my first job in sports was in, 16 years old at good old WKRS radio in Waukegan, banging on the door. It's just difficult, man. Like to, to, have, to have been at ESPN to know people there, I know how tough today is. Yeah. I know how tough, to, I know how low the morale is. And, it, and it's difficult. There's no, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Um, and Donut says ESPN is digging deep. They are, I mean, and... Again, I, I, I saw the comments earlier, and I want to make sure people understand, like, it's not that ESPN is struggling financially. The hardest part about these layoffs at ESPN is they're not necessary for ESPN. They're mandated. Disney is laying off 7,000 people. And ESPN, who is wholly owned by Disney, has been mandated to lay people off. Yeah. ESPN is doing quite well financially. It's just a, it, it's a real bummer, dude. It is a it is a real real bummer 
Because I, I agree, and donuts, they, they are digging deep. OG Gary says ESPN making room to sign LeBron to their to be their talking heads. Mad layoffs. Crazy. Uh ESPN's gonna steal Monty from us someday. I doubt that. Hey Monty. Hey Monty. Uh Steve Young is always going to do well. Well, he's an incredible lawyer as well, by the way. Um on a scale of one to ten, I'm a strong two on ESPN layoffs. What do you mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I I, is that I care like about favorability it. or like how much you care or what is that? I, I absolutely care about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Somebody also, uh, June Lee laid off at ESPN. Um, like they're, they're laying off a lot of people, man. Wow. They are laying off a lot of people. It is, man, it is really, really crazy. Um, damn. Yeah, dude. It, it, it you, I don't celebrate people getting laid and off. And June Lee didn't know either. He had tweeted, three hours ago about uh, the All-Star Game jerseys, the ESPN article for the All-Star Game, the MLB All-Star Game. Yeah. So that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Uh, Layoffs are no joke, man. I mean, they they're not. They, they are rough. Uh, Kyle A says, Disney keeps putting out garbage movies and keeps losing millions of dollars. And, and they, as a company on the whole, Disney was late to assimilate to streaming. Yeah. And now they've come on like a bear, dude. Like they are absolutely dominant in the space. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they're making, I believe it's a billion dollars a quarter on streaming. Yeah. But it's affecting, it's affecting really quality people. And generally in our business, listen, if you're talented, you're going to do, you're going to do well. But I'll also say this and not because Triday Trading's an advertiser or if you continue to collect paychecks, this is going to happen. Yeah. You are going to be impacted by layoffs. And it, it is, it's happened to me one time at Sporting News Radio when Sporting News Radio went out of business. That's really the only time it's ever happened to me. I've been very, very fortunate. Very, very fortunate that, that I have had a great career. But if you continue to take paychecks from people, this is what happens, man. Like you have zero control of your destiny. Ken Williams, what's up, Ken? ESPN makes billions and lays people off. What a joke. But it's, again, it's Disney making the decision. Yeah. It's, it's not, not ESPN. Yeah. It's Disney making the decision. Um, the new Indiana Jones looks good. Yeah, it's a farewell. It is a farewell, no doubt about that. Cleveland Rocks, speaking of Chicago, how are your Bears going to be this year? I don't know. That's an interesting question, Cleveland. I, I, I you know, we talked about the, the, and maybe we didn't, but we were going to talk about the top 25 young players in the NFL. The top 25 under 25-year-olds in the NFL. ESPN ranked Justin Fields 25th. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. I, I am not sold on Justin Fields yet. Mm -hmm. I'm really not. And I, I want to be. I really want to be because if it, we... We and I am a Chicago guy. You guys know that. I love the Chicago Bears passionately. And we just have never had a quarterback that is anything but shit. Yeah. I mean, if you think about who's the best quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears, Jay Cutler. That's our best ever quarterback. Everybody's like, oh, Jim McMahon, Jimmy Mack won us a Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Not the best quarterback in Bears history. Statistically, Jim McMahon was a mediocre NFL quarterback. Bro, what are you talking about, man? So was Mike Tomczak. So was Steve Fuller. Yeah. 
So was Eric Kramer. So was, you know, like na- you name the guy. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Flexi Rex. Kyle Orton. Mitchell. Mitchell Trubisky was an absolute disaster for this team. Nick Foles. I mean, you, th- you name the guy. We've had shitty, mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah. And if Justin Fields is that guy, dude, it's a game changer for us. With Aaron Rodgers out of the division, the thing is wide open. But Detroit's better. There's no doubt. There's no doubt Detroit is better. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. Certainly, they have a better quarterback than you do. Detroit. They have a franchise quarterback allegedly in Jared Goff. But you look at Detroit. You look at Green Bay. I I think Jordan Love's a, a, is going to be a wreck. I think Jordan Love's going to be a wreck. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. But look at Minnesota. Still hanging on to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And you look at the Bears. Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback we've ever had if he was a Bear. It's true. We need Justin Fields not to be a bust. Defense is going to be markedly better. The offensive line is going to be markedly better. They're investing in the offensive line. Now, we don't have a stadium to play in because Arlington Park's a disaster. But... We're, we're, I think they're going to be better. I just don't know what Justin Fields is. Yeah, they got piped on the taxes in Arlington Park, dude. Piped? Yeah. Dude, that's an understatement. Like, Roto-Rooter in that area. Uh, J.K. Marshall, just research it. ESPN hasn't made Disney a profit in years. Well, it's... Okay, so let's talk about that. So when you say ESPN hasn't made Disney a profit in years, so... I would say probably the last four years when the company as a whole, Disney, really turned and pivoted 100% and probably six years because we're in 2023 now. It's probably six years ago when they turned and pivoted. ESPN went from a break-even and from a company that was lagging because of cord cutting to now taking those cord cutters and turning them into streamers because now we know that sports fans who cut the cord on cable or satellite what are they doing well they're signing up for espn plus that's research is showing us that so when you say they haven't made them money for years what happens every time somebody signs up for youtube tv espn i think gets seven dollars every single time somebody signs up for youtube tv so you can say that, well, hey, they haven't made Disney a profit in years. And I would argue that. I would absolutely argue that. It is, in my opinion, and if you look up the numbers, ESPN profits by year. We've had this discussion at length Many times. On, our, on our show. Um, if you look at how, how Disney and ESPN make money, um, seven and a half billion dollars in operating income in the last year generates twenty four point eight billion dollars in revenue, seven and a half billion dollars in operating income. Right. Um, if you start looking at ESPN, has about eighty million subscribers. Uh, even at twenty seventeen affiliate fees, that would translate to roughly eight point six billion dollars in affiliate fees. So just on that alone. Yeah. Right? Just on that alone. You can estimate about $2.3 billion in ESPN advertising re- revenue 
back in 2018. So if last year they estimated in 2021, the last full fiscal year that is documented, in 2021, during a COVID year, they made $7 billion. I think it's a little difficult to say ESPN has not made Disney a profit in years. And by the way, I would also note, as front office sports has noted, reporting at Disney is not always easy to read. You have to do a lot of surmising because of the way they report. But you look at the way that ESPN Plus, which only launched in 2018, let that sink in. Only launched in 2018. That's great. You're talking about five and a half, six years ago that they just... That's not a long time. Not at all. Now you're talking about the fact that it had... I, I can't remember the subscriber count numbers, but it... I mean, it's growing. Yeah. Uh, dude, there's no question ESPN's prof, a profitable entity for Disney. And, and I would ask where you're getting, you know, hey, I just looked up ESPN's not profitable in years and that's not in dispute. Okay, well, I don't know what you're looking at, but ESPN, there's no question, is a profitable company under the Disney umbrella. And and that is why they're laying people off at Disney because they're trying to widen the profit margin to pay for the garbage movies they're making. 25 point, as of Q2 2023, ESPN has 25.3 million subscribers to ESPN Plus. Do you understand what that means? If the current number, if the current number is 799, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Do you guys understand how much money this is we're talking about? Dudes, that's $199 million. Do you you know how often those people pay $7.99 a month? Uh, Every month. They make hundreds of millions of dollars a month. So that would mean they're pushing a billion (laughs) dollars a quarter. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, the money that... Yeah, it's I think people ridiculous. like to hate on ESPN, dude. People people love to be negative about ESPN, man. And their profits, it, it's just very difficult. It depends on how they report. It depends on how you want to read the tea, tea leaves. You know, it, it is what it is. Kyle, I'll be honest. Uh, the only time I watch ESPN is when live sports are on mostly hockey, football, and the NBA. Sometimes baseball. Other than that, not really. Why are they hiring Pat McAfee? They this want is, you to watch it more. This is what we talked about earlier. That's why Stephen A. Smith is befuddling to me. I understand he is a voice in American sports, but who is who is Stephen A. Smith must watch every single day? No. Pat McAfee is. <coughs> Pat, I'm telling you, Pat McAfee, because of his affiliations with college football, because of his affiliations with the NFL, with WWE, with ESPN now, with College Game, do you understand how big College Game Day is? Like you, I, I don't think most people understand how big College Game Day is. Mm-hmm. I, tr- I truly, I think most people think that's just like a fly, and they're, you know, it's just College Game Day on the weekend. It's, do you understand that that's a lifestyle for college college kids? Do you understand it's a lifestyle for football fans? Yeah. And when you're on college game day, you're a big fucking deal. And yeah. Pat McAfee, I think, has been a good add to that. Uh, Bryce Martin, ESPN is the king of live sports, but sports talk shows are moving to YouTube and Spotify. Don't disagree. Totally agree. 
Uh, Aaron Wilson, hire me, ESPN. I have hot takes, hottest of takes. I can vouch for that. <laughs> hire, hire Aaron Wilson. He's got hot takes. Uh, rumor has it the college game day is coming to Florida Utah game. That would be amazing. They should. That would be amazing. Amazing, amazing. Uh, and donuts, big corp streamline before they sell off. Not saying Disney will, but no, there's that's absolutely a possibility. Yeah. I don't believe that Disney would sell ESPN to Apple. Everybody loves this rumor. Having contacts at ESPN, knowing people there, having work there, I don't think there is a chance in hell that Disney or Bob Iger is going to help uh, Apple become an entertainment and sports powerhouse one bit. Yeah. I don't buy it. And Bob Iger's not going to be there forever, clearly. But you can't tell me that Disney looks at that proposition and says, yeah, that makes sense to help Apple become a sports behemoth. Yeah, let's give away billions of dollars every year. Hmm. Makes me want to puke. Now, if you want to say that they could spin ESPN and ABC off into its own company, sure, they could do that. Absolutely, they could do that. Yeah. They're not going to... I would be... That would be a stunning move if Disney sold ESPN and ABC to Apple. Because Apple's dick... The other thing I think people don't understand, Apple's got a toe in the water. There's this big discussion about the Pac-12 and all oh, the technology at the Pac-12. Yes, the technology in their studio and their infrastructure is massive. Massive. The problem is, one... The Pac-12 doesn't produce all of its own games, number one. Number two, their fleet of TV equipment in the field is simply okay. And everybody was, was distributing this picture of Pac-12 broadcast versus ESPN broadcast. What nobody wants to qualify that picture with is, well, ESPN admits it sends its worst equipment out west. Because it's not going to send shitty truck equipment to Tuscaloosa. No. That's not happening. Are they going to send third-rate equipment to college game day? That's not happening. <coughs> so when you have a, a, a shitty Pac-12 game, frankly, that not a lot of people care about, you're going to get the worst equipment ESPN and ABC have. Well, and I think, you know, for ESPN, the other side of that conversation is, you know, you when you, get, when you got the rights to the SEC, what did you immediately say? Hey, we need to serve the SEC on some level. We need to provide them with a great broadcast we need to provide them with the best of the best because that that's how the balance stays proper think about this so if espn was sending its you know worst equipment to tuscaloosa let's say yes and just and just doing the worst job they could do why would the sec want to renew with you that's what i'm saying right so so yeah espn is the king but but why well because they understand how to prioritize their client list. So again, this is why I keep saying about the Pac-12 thing, you are not prioritized. You are not relevant. Nobody gives a damn about the Pac-12 compared to the SEC or the Big Ten or, or a, a little bit the Big 12. Like, it's just not how it works. Well, and I think, like, Gary, Gary's saying e Apple can buy Disney outright. They can. But what are you going to do, a hostile takeover? I mean, I, I, if... I mean, you could do that, but are, at Disney, do you really believe that they're going to merge with Apple? No. That just doesn't make a lot of sense Apple to me. has not done anything in sports, dude. And I well, know they have the MLS in, deal, but... If they make a move on Disney, 
you're making a move for movie production, theme parks, television, entertainment. Like that's not who Apple's been. Apple's really good at what they do. And I think they're really smart. Tim Cook doesn't strike me as a guy who's like, yeah, let's take over Disney. I, that does not seem like a win for me. Uh, but I could be wrong. Lokeman says, I don't understand Apple with the Pac-12 deal. Just work with ESPN and do something more in five years. I think ESPN's not willing to p- pony up. We were told that ESPN's willing to pay them $90 million a year, max. Not per team, the entire league. Yeah. So... Uh, the Big Lubbock, what about uh, Spike Dykes, Sonny Dykes' dad? What about him? Uh, Big, uh, Big Reed, Apple can buy a lot of things, but ESPN is a crazy low margin business and there's less than zero chance Apple wants that. It's not a, it, I think because of the rights fees that they have, the thing that, that scares people about ESPN is the exposure that they have. They have a lot of expenses, so they rely on the ad market. They have a lot of rights fees to pay, so they rely on the ad market heavily. Mm-hmm. And they, you, you look at what Bud Light went through, Budweiser and Bud Light. Bud Light spent major bread in professional sports. And now it seems like this whole Bud Light thing's coming back around full circle. Yeah. But for how many months has Bud Light been out of the ad business? For several months here. And it's one of those things where that impacts everybody because Bud Light spends their bread, dude. Bud Light used to be the biggest beer in, in this country. And now you're looking at Bud Light trying to figure out how to dig out of that hole. And you dig out of that hole by stacking cash and standing on top of it. And we'll, we'll see how that works out. Brandon Butler. I think part of, the, of this is Disney getting stuck with Hulu and Comcast NBC pulling out of that streaming Disney is taking some huge hits in other divisions. They are. Yeah. They are. They're taking point. huge like, hits. ESPN's not the one, not the reason for the layoffs at ESPN. It's no. the other hits they're taking. No. Uh, Brass Ball says Disney won't leave Florida. They've made that pretty clear. Uh, Big Reed says ESPN lowers Apple um, EPS significantly. Tim, Tim Cook doesn't want to get fired. I don't think that ES... I don't... With all due respect, I just don't agree with... ESPN would be an asset at Apple because it would open up an entire new revenue stream for them. Yeah. And what ESPN doesn't have is a a mother that fully focuses on their development. Mm -hmm. ESPN has a ceiling that's constantly being pushed down on top of them. So they're constantly having to deal with stuff like this when, frankly, if ESPN was left to their druthers... My guess is they would be making more money, but they have to answer to Disney. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. OG Gary, I don't think we see a pack deal today. With all the layoffs going on, the optics just aren't right. Dude, that's savage. <laughs> you know. You know. Um, let's see. Disney won't uh, leave Florida. I already read that one. Uh, Big Reed says, haha, optics. Aaron Wilson, Sonny walked into a perfect storm of success built by Gary. What's his face? Gary, well, I don't what- know who Gary, what's his face is, but, um, you know, if you could narrow that down a little bit, like that would be really cool. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jared Barney says, Monty, has Jordan Clarkson opted out yet per your sources? Well, Jared, thank you for helping the show by commenting and watching, and we really appreciate it. Uh, Brass Ball says Jordan Clarkson was talked about yesterday. Last word is he's opting in. Yeah, we covered that yesterday. But see, Jared already knows that. But, you know, he wants to come in and try and be like a tough guy. And which, hey, I'm good with that. Jared, I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you when the, the Utah Jazz trade Jordan Clarkson. As part of a package oh, deal. Oh, he won't be here. Keep See, but that's not how keyboard tough guys work. Yeah, he won't show up. No. And he, that's he fine. I, I, listen to the show, dude. Comment. I love you for it. Honestly. Yeah. I, you, We've, this has been one of the biggest weeks the Showgram's ever had. Ever had. And guys like you watching and commenting only helps us, man. So we really appreciate you being here. Uh, Aaron Wilson. I'm sorry. I missed that one. He said, I mean, people already drinking Bud Light again. They are. Yeah, you know what, you know what I thought was really interesting? So... Living in Salt Lake, obviously Maverick is a huge brand here. Yep. Rolled up to my local Maverick by my place, and I noticed that Bud Light was in the window again. And not that I judge Maverick, nothing to do with Maverick really. No, but, not at all. But you just notice that like, hey, like when that whole thing went down, Bud Light kind of disappeared from a lot of storefronts and window fronts. And now all of a sudden, what do I see? I see a whole pallet sitting in the window. Yeah, and I, I just, the whole cancel culture thing, I'm kind of, I'm over it too. Yeah. Like, I, I am, see, Rene Roca gets it. Just give me my Modelo, my Bud Light. I, I'll be honest, I drank a, a, a really cold Budweiser with Jet Wayman and Alma Wayman at the jazz game last year. Yeah. And didn't think twice about it because it was cold, crisp it was good times. beer. It was good. And Bud Light is phenomenal. And Modelo is phenomenal. I'm not, I, I, this cancel culture thing is, yeah. Uh, yeah, they will come for you years after his trade too, buddy, equals jingle, jingles. There you go. There you go, you know. <laughs> you can't say, but were we wrong about Joe Ingles? You know. I know that, I, listen, I understand that he's, you know, Paul George is in his head. He owns him, but. Uh, Disney is so woke. It makes sense. They don't want to deal Next with sports. Comment. Like, Next comment, dude. What, the thing I don't understand is, do you even know what woke means? Yeah, I'd love someone to define it. it, it woke is such a stupid term. It's such a dumb term. Uh, John says the Bud Light reemergence hasn't happened in my Texas world unless you're in Austin. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting. Like, and, and I don't even, I'm not even having this conversation from the woke dumb like i'm not i'm not getting into all that i i i'm with you on this like i i, I just don't have the energy for it I, i'm not interested in it. what i think is interesting is that it, it, it's just interesting when you go to different communities at the local level seeing like hey like what what's what what are as kirk schultz says what are the optics what are people doing yeah. and not doing yes. I, I think that's fascinating yeah i totally agree uh, all right, let's switch gears here and uh, read Matt Ritson's comment because he gave us uh, $5 to say, take YouTube TV and ESPN Plus over Pac-12 Network and Apple TV. Hard to describe, uh, subscribe through network. And Apple TV is very difficult. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's as easy as it should be. And I think Apple doesn't do a good job marketing Apple TV. No. And there's a reason they don't share their numbers. By the way, what are their baseball numbers? Oh, we don't know. They don't share them. Are there MLS numbers? Ah, oh, we don't know. They don't share them. That's part of the problem. That is part of the problem right there. For me, anyway. I, yeah. I just, I, it's frustrating. You have, 
And so you get spin, and it's boring. All right, let's talk NBA and the Utah Jazz on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com, make sure that you secure your future because it doesn't matter if the market's up or the market's down. Day trading, you're in, you're out, you're making your bread. And I ask you again, if I said, give me $10 and I'll show you your future, you would absolutely do it. So go and make a $10 charitable donation at TridayTrading.com and get a 30-day trial membership for a $10 charitable donation. In that 30-day trial membership, you're just going to make a decision. Oh, this is great. I'm all in. And trust me, you're going to say, hey, this is great. You're all in. But let's say you don't. Let's just say day trading and tri-day trading is not your thing. Walk away. 10 bucks, And you gave it to charity, write it off on your taxes. Done. But what's going to happen is what so many on this show have experienced is tri-day trading is amazing because you're going to go through the tri-day trading program and you're going to graduate. And the first thing they're going to do is fund an account for you. Tri-day trading is going to give you their money to begin your day trading career. And when you make money with their money, you get to keep up to 80% of the profit. That's how confident they are at Tri-Day Trading that they're going to make you a prolific day trader. You're going to run your own business. You're going to live the life you want to live. And as an example of that, I ask every day on this show, did you make $1,000 at work today? With the boss you hate, the commute you hate, going back into the office you hate, your kids are in daycare, you're trying to figure out how to afford that, stop playing that game. Get to TridayTrading.com. Sign up for the $10, 30-day uh, trial membership and ask yourself, I could make $1,000 a day, five days a week, right? So what is that? Five grand a week, 25 grand a month, over $250,000 a year. Would that work for you? Absolutely, that would work for you. You can live the lifestyle you want. Oh, by the way, you want to do it part-time? You want to just make a car payment, a mortgage payment. Maybe you have a rental property and you just want to pay all the expenses on that rental property. Knock it down. Tridaytrading.com also shows you how to do it part-time. You'll make three, $400 a day like a lot of traders who've been through the Triday Trading program have. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the 30-day trial membership. It only costs you a $10 charitable donation at Tridaytrading.com. Let's talk NBA hoops. And I think the biggest name in free agency very clearly is James Harden. And this story with James Harden my single biggest question is, are the New York Knicks serious players in NBA free agency? That's a question I need to know. And if they are, and the rumors are they're interested in James Harden. I think if you're interested in James Harden, the trade you're going to make is for Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls. You're going to send out Julius Randle and you're going to sign James Harden to an extension. And I think they are going to be a far better team for it. Now, will the Bulls be better with Julius Randle? And will they be better with pieces from the Knicks? Potentially. But that's when you're going to know that the New York Knicks are serious. When mm -hmm. they go and make a deal for James Harden, and I think they, to really contend, to really contend, I think they have to move Julius Randle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, Julius, it's unfortunate, but he's just not a championship caliber player. I think the James Harden situation, I don't believe that the Knicks are serious until I see them behave that way, right? Like, so so we've seen them year after year after year do what? Be right in the middle of the conversation and do absolutely nothing. So, yeah, are they players? Sure. 
Absolutely. Could they make a James Harden deal? Absolutely. Do I think they should? Absolutely. 100%. I agree. Would make you an Eastern Conference uh, Finals contender, like everything you want to be, yeah. right? And I think James would be real excited to be playing in MSG, uh, what, 40 times a year, whatever it is. Like, I, great, yeah. Uh, I also think James Harden wants to be in the West. I think that he misses being in the West. I think he didn't enjoy his time out East. I think his time out East has been tumultuous. Uh, I think the Brooklyn thing was absolutely a saga that he has figured out how to move on from because he performed in Philly. And I think there are plenty of teams out West that uh, covet him. You know, uh, obviously Ishbia is out here flexing his, his pockets uh, in Phoenix. I think the Clippers. The Clippers are $71 million in the hole. Yeah, and I don't I don't know how. So that's my point with the Clippers is I don't know how you afford that. I don't know how, because the reporting is out of Clipperland, they're not willing to trade Paul George. Like he's not a conversation. But are you willing to, if you're Philadelphia, what do you want with Norman Powell? What do you want with, like, if you look at their cap, their major money guys, obviously 45 apiece for George and Leonard. But what does Marcus Morris do at 17? Mm-hmm. What does uh, Nick Batum or a Ro- Ro- Robert Covington or well, Avica Zubats? And I think for Philly, like, if you're going to trade James Harden, you got to get a guy back. You a do. guy that can, can do uh, maybe not as much as James did, but, s- like, someone that can operate for you. I mean, you can't just ship this guy out west for you know as you said norman powell like that's not going to be good enough in this james harden situation which is why i think i like the bulls knicks triangle if you will i like the idea of getting you know a zach levine caliber guy in return because i think that's what's necessary you cannot trade james harden and then struggle to make the playoffs you cannot trade dude and then be not a good team. You just can't do that. That's not going to be acceptable. So that's why I say, are the Knicks a contender? Yes, yes, they're a contender. But again, I, I, I do not trust Leon to go out and get the job done. I don't trust him. He needs to show me that he's willing to move money. And by the way, lastly, I'd say as far as Miami's concerned, because Miami's gone dark in this whole thing, uh, Miami, it, reportedly, the owner in Miami told Pat Riley, we're not interested in going out and making big money deals yeah. like with Bradley Beal because we don't want the tax implications. So I don't even know if Miami is a player, whether it's James Harden or any of these guys well, who are available. $64 million in the hole. The Clippers are 71, yeah. the Heat are 64. Yeah. And it's because of the Bam Adebayo contract. And again, with the exception of one guy in Denver... Tell me the team that's built around a center that's winning. Because it's not Philly, right? It's, it's, and you're paying Bam out of bio $32 million. And really, the guy that's killing you is probably Kyle Lowry because mm-hmm. you can play Bam at the four. But if you don't have a setup that can take you five out in offense, I, I, I don't think you can win an NBA championship. Yeah. I, I don't. You need to be able to run pick and rolls and force guys to switch into matchups that are advantageous for you. And I think when you're paying Kyle Lowry 29, and this was the argument with Tyler Hero, and every Jazz fan had this hard on for Tyler Hero. Oh, he's got to be here. Stay hard. He's got to be here. Tyler Hero's a god for $27 million. You can't just keep saying, well, the cap's going to go up the aprons. You can't spend $27 million. This is the Jordan Clarkson argument. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, hey, Monty, has he opted out yet? 
well, why are they going to pay? Why are they going to pay Jordan Clarkson? Oh, let's just pay him $25 million a year. So they're going to trade Jordan Clarkson because they're not going to pay him. And Jordan didn't opt into his deal for $14 million a year. And the thing that stands out so much is the practicality of the Jazz salary cap versus Miami, who's paying Victor Oladipo $9.4 million to constantly be injured, (coughs) right? (coughs) Who's paying Duncan Robinson $18.1 million to play some pretty bad defense. Yeah. Their cap is their own fault. But you look at somebody, I mean, if you look at the, I don't know, think about Golden State. It, before I tell you the number, is Golden State in a good place or a bad place? Uh, probably a bad place, yeah, honestly. They're $113 million in the hole. <sighs> and who's making their money? Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul at $30.1 million. I didn't understand that move, dude. Clay Thompson at 43. Steph Curry at 52. Like everybody else is making pittance. Kaminga's making 6.1. Looney's making 7.5. Peyton's making 8.7. It's Chris Paul at $30 million. And so, yeah, are you closer to a championship? You're not. Not when you look at Denver. What do you think Denver's number is? When when we talk salary caps, what do you think Denver's number is? Denver's $69 million over. Because they're paying Nikola Jokic 47. Jamal Murray makes a manageable (laughs) 33.8. Michael Porter Jr. at 33.3. Aaron Gordon's only making $22.2 million. Like they have manageable numbers on their guy like Cantavius Caldwell-Pope at 14. That's a guy that knocked down shots at critical times for them. Yeah. Right? So you have a lot of this money that's really stupid money that was spent. Given Rudy Gobert $41 million a year put you on the clock to inevitability. So now, and again, this is what I ask about, about, your, about Jordan Clarkson. The Utah Jazz have about $14 million in cap space with Jordan Clarkson. I ask also, why did you guarantee the money of Kelly Olynyk? Because we knew that was going to happen. We told you that. You look at their real money, guys. John Collins is making 25.3. You understand that money. Colin Sexton is making $17.3 million. That is heavy. How does that trade look now? Great. It's still a fantastic trade. But when all of the Jazz fans this week were pissed when we said Colin Sexton is a guy they should trade and he's expendable, he's making $17.3 million. That's a guy that should go out. Laurie Markkinen is on a cheap deal at $17 million. Like, think about that difference. Yeah, they're both, making, they're both making about the same money. 17.2 for Laurie, 17.3 for Colin Sexton. Yet, look at the performance difference. Huge. Huge. Talon Horton Tucker opting into $11 million. Not that's, surprising. That's a bummer. You need to trade him. Because he if, if THT is one of your first guards or your first guards off the bench even, you're probably not a contender in the West. That's what I say. Yeah, you can roll in here and say, oh, well, your sources suck and you guys are terrible. Hey, Hey, more power to you, dude. Comment, like, watch the show. Great. That tells me you've listened to the show for a long time. Yeah. Right? But why is it that James Harden opted in? Why did Jordan Clarkson opt in? Uh, To get traded. And the the Jazz are in a very similar position to where Denver was before they started building. And I, I just... 
I look at Denver and I continue to tell you, there is no doubt the dad bod God is really important. Nikola Jokic is a flipping machine. Yep. The guy that makes that, that thing go, Jamal Murray. I'll say it until I'm dead. Yeah. Jamal Murray's the reason they won a championship. Jamal Murray is their most important player. You cannot let Jamal Murray get loose and expect to beat Denver. And I, 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 I know it's crazy, and he's not an MVP, and this is a guard league. This is a guard league. Yeah. Wow. Todd McShay let go by ESPN. Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. That's a big hey, one. That's surprising. That and is a big one. There's Steve Young as well. Wow, wow, wow. Vince Carter uh, will, not, uh, will not return to ESPN. Steve Young. Yes. Wow. Yeah, these are some tough ones. These are some really tough ones. Good Why Lord. Todd McShay? Because you're not letting Mel Kuyper go. Because, like, you look at a guy like Vince Carter. Vince Carter's contract was up for renewal. That makes him yeah, easy Vince to Carter's let go. Vince Carter's fine, yeah. I, I get Vince Carter, but, yeah, dude, wow. I, I... Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Matt Hasselback has been let go by ESPN. God, I don't... Dude, okay, see, ESPN's starting to lose me. Kendrick Perkins is among the candidates to replace Jalen Rose on NBA Countdown. You're starting yeah, to lose me, he's dude. He's dreadful. Kendrick and, and yeah, Kendrick Perkins is rough. Matt Hassel back out. Todd McShay is out. Um, Jason Fitz is out at ESPN Radio. He but he's been so vanilla for so long, so long. Uh, Hasselback is out. McShay is out. Todd McShay is surprising. Yeah, I agree. Todd McShay is 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 surprising. Um, Wow, that's brutal. Susie Colbert, as we told you earlier, is out. Ashley Brewer from Sports Center is out. Keyshawn is out. Max Kellerman is out. Um, man, this is this is rough, dude. This is rough. It's going to be interesting to see. Jason Fitz. Yeah, gone. I, I said Jason Fitz. Did Steve you? Young is out. Oh. Yeah, Steve Young is. Jason Fitz is just he's a radio guy that's not compelling. Yeah. He's not entertaining. He's not interesting. He's not. He's just a very vanilla guy. Dude, he's a company guy. NBA. Okay. Clutch Sports. Jordan Clarkson, right? Clutch Sports and Miles Bridges have discussed asking the Hornets to rescind their qualifying offer to make him an unrestricted free agent. Dude. <laughs> That's, that takes some balls. You got balls after what Buddy did. That takes some balls. You remember that uh, Miles Bridges was involved in a serious, serious domestic violence incident and essentially missed all of last year. Wow. Uh, Kay Nuren says, Steve Young was the only reason I watched ESPN. Well, you don't even know when Steve Young's on ESPN. You know, I think they'll be all right. End of an era at ESPN, Gary says. Yes, of course. Um Salty Drunk says, for goodness sake, we already covered this ESPN BS. These are all new names, dude. Uh, like, what do you want us to talk about? Like, <laughs> I, like honestly, dude, like, I love you, man, but, like, what do you want us to I talk want about, I want Josh Giddy like, talk 24-7. We're not talking about OKC all day. Uh, Rose Damn. is so much better than Perkins. ESPN is making a mistake. Who's next, J.J. Redick? Well, Jalen Rose was more expensive than, than Kendrick Perkins. 
So we'll see. I, I mean, I see everybody saying like Loke Man saying Apple TV's hiring. Uh, Sweet Beans TV says Apple TV should just scoop a lot of these people up and go all in on sports. But, but how? How do you go all in on sports? The person, the people that should scoop these people up is Amazon. Yeah. Because their sports talk product sucks. It is not good. They do not have, t- have talent. That's who should scoop these people up, yeah. with, without a doubt. Uh, Brady Cook, hopefully they will keep Scott Van Pelt. Oh, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. Scott Van Pelt is one of the most important people there. Truck Stop Gumby, low-key was expecting a PAC media announcement, San Diego State announcement. I was wrong. You won't get a San... What announcement, though, and we talked about this earlier, what announcement is there for San Diego State to make? Yeah, there's, I mean... I mean, they, the letter's public, right? The letter, the letter's yeah, absolutely I, public. Boy, and then, by the way, if you're traveling today, um, there are huge issues with flights around the country today. Call your airline. If you are flying today, call your airline. Check your flight status before you go. Yeah. Because this is um, this is a this is a a train wreck uh, for for the holiday weekend. The FAA. This is not an airline problem. Apparently, the FAA has had issues. Yeah. So I would tell you, make sure you're calling. Uh, make sure you are calling people uh, before you uh, before you just hop on your your way to the airport. Um, that would be great. Um, yeah. I. I mean. I. I I don't mind talking NBA, but when ESPN is laying people off like this, come on now. Yeah. I mean, that's a big story. J.K. Marshall, I on TV might pick these guys up for what? Uh, Amazon has a sports talk product. Exactly. They, I think they are testing the waters yeah. in sports talk because they don't publicize it. They don't talk about it. And it's not great. No. Uh, Sweetbeat said, I think Amazon already paid a lot of their current people an absurd amount of money, even though many are less talented than those who just got fired. But they have nobody doing sports talk at Amazon. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, Kaneran says, Danny is loading up for a big trade. It's coming soon. I agree. I do think they're going to make a significant deal. He's going to be part of one. He's going to be a third team in one of these bigger deals. Mark 324, Disney, time for a rebirth at ESPN as we transition from the older generation and we want to attract the next younger generation with major purchasing power as our focus. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. There's just no doubt about that. Hayden Maxwell, TV talk is just straight boring now. It's been been abused and picked apart uh, almost for a year now because of realignment. Much less crappy TV ratings. Yeah. It's time for it to end. Uh, ESPN has been falling off a cliff for years. In what sense? Um, Lokeman says San Diego State uh, could say someone hacked their email. They didn't send that letter. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, dude. Seriously. Because that thing's embarrassing. There's no doubt about that. Um, Ruff's official. ESPN keeping Perkins is all you need to know about them. Yeah, he's not good. I, I just, you know, like I, I, I'm surprised that you, that... I guess what I'm surprised about is they think that Kendrick Perkins is a bigger brand than Jalen Rose or that Kendrick Perkins speaks more to the people they want to talk to than Jalen Rose does. That's what I'm surprised about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. I do not disagree. Um, You know, Salty Drunk says, it's been a good ride, guys. I'm out. I don't fit here anymore. Good luck. Okay, well, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for always being here talking NBA and... 
Uh, we appreciate the conversations we've had and we really appreciate your contribution. Hope to see you soon. Uh, Brady Cook, who would you like the Jazz to go after in free agency? They need, I mean, they need a point guard. The problem is, the problem is, I mean, that you're, you're not going after a Kyrie Irving or a Fred Van Vliet or, you know, like a D'Angelo. Like, I love Gabe Vincent, but is Gabe Vincent a number one? Yeah, well, Gabe Vincent's available, though, because the Heat are shortchanging him. And is he going to, but somebody, a contender is going to pay him. Yeah. Right? And if you start looking at two guards, like, I'm not paying Karis LeVert $12 million. Right? Austin Reeves, not available. Um, Bruce Brown is going to, I think he's going to get overpaid. I would love Bruce Brown. Dante DiVincenzo is a guy you would love, but he's going to be a Nick. Yep. Almost, almost has said so. And so you start looking at guys like Seth Curry. What are you going to do with Seth Curry? <laughs> like, I mean, he, he, you're wrong place, wrong time there. Yeah. So I, you start looking at some of the options and you know, you, you, you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, Trey Jones is probably the best available. Right. That kind of fits where you are. He's 23. He can be a starting point guard for you. He's probably going to cost you $15 million. Okay. I love Io DeSumo. He's restricted. The Bulls are never going to let him go. Yeah, and I think if I'm the Jazz, like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not at this list yet. Like, I'm aware of the list. I know who's on the list. Okay, great. But my first priority is not that list if I'm the Jazz. My first no. priority is getting involved in bigger trades that can land uh, uh, ideally perfect world, a franchise-level score on the wing. But if not, uh, a player that can come in uh, and fit into Will Hardy's system and can give you points. Because, again, I, I look at what they did in the draft, and I'm telling you guys, they their goal, in my opinion is to put together an offense that has no trouble scoring and no trouble working in the paint, which is why they went big up front. And then I think they just need to find a guy who can play on the wing uh, effectively. So, uh, again, I, I'm not saying it's going to be Bradley Beal-level score, but I do think that you need to find someone who can you can give the ball to with eight seconds left on the shot clock yeah, who can I go and get you that. one. You know? like, I agree with that. Uh, but, Mapes, this is a really good point. I'm getting fearful that Jazz will have Colin Sexton as their starting point guard. Yeah, yeah, that's last resort, I think. I, I don't think that they're that married to him. I, mm, I don't know. I, I think it is. I don't know where they go at point guard because I think you're fine. Power forward is no longer your biggest need. Yeah. No longer, um, you know, no longer your biggest need, in my opinion. I, I think that you're in a position here where you just have to figure out, you know, how you're going to and who you want to build your team around. Yeah. And I think with John Collins and uh, Taylor Hendricks in the draft, which I still think is a massive win for them. Um, I mean, your three, four, five is set. Walker Kessler, Larry Markinen, John Collins, Taylor Hendricks. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to go get guards and wings now. Mm -hmm. Now you need to go and supplement the Ochayak Baji type player. Because THT's not that guy. Can he fill minutes? Sure, but he's going to go a month without playing significant minutes. Yeah. Right? You, you, he's just going to be forever. He's not a guy that's going to be a starter. Like, you bring back Jordan Clarkson. Do you really think Jordan Clarkson should be your starting point guard? No. Your starting two guard. Are you at all happy with Colin Sexton and, and, and Jordan Clarkson as your starting guard combo? You can't possibly be. It, 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 there's just no way that that happens. 
You know, like I, I don't, I just don't see that that's even a, a possibility. Yeah, no, I agree completely. You know, like, it, and the other issue is like, where are you in your timeline? So if you're, if you're a playoff team this year, and I think they are a six, seven, eight team, if you're a bottom three playoff team, okay, a year from now, you should probably be where Oklahoma City is right now. Mid, mid top five playoff team. So you're probably three full seasons from contending for a Western Conference championship. And if you're really aggressive, that could be a year from now. You're making moves to get to that spot. But right now, today, I would, I would still prioritize flexibility and playoff, just being a playoff team. Yeah, Mark Stein is reporting, apparently, 10 minutes ago, that the Jazz and Clarkson are working on a three-year extension, apparently. Well, let's see what happens. That would be a remarkable change of trajectory. That's a mistake, in my opinion. That would be a remarkable change of trajectory for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Something, if that is true, something has changed. Yeah. Something significantly changed with Jordan Clarkson and the Jazz. And, and the, you know the other issue is? If you're getting Jordan Clarkson for three years, how much are you going to pay him? How much are you going to pay him? Well, clearly market rate. I mean, I, I, unless, and again, as I've said the last several shows, I will be happy to say I was wrong if he signs a deal that's worth $40 million over three years. I'll be happy to say that I was wrong, but I just can't believe that, that would, Jordan Clarkson takes some kind of huge discount. That would be a shocking, shocking development. Something had to have changed. I mean, are you telling me that that Jordan Clarkson saw the John Collins trade and and now wants to be here? Is that is that what's happened here? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, that I would be stunned if that actually happened. I mean, I, I I something had to have changed dramatically. Like I can't even I can't even fathom that we've gone from hey I'm 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 pissed off you didn't trade me at the deadline which pretty much everybody has acknowledged. Yeah, that wasn't just us saying that, by the way. Hey, like I want to go to a contender. I want to win a championship. Hey, hey, hey. Now you're going to sign a three-year deal with a team that in three years might be competing for a championship. What changed? And, and is it a fact of, okay, we're going to overpay you to keep you here? I don't know. That would be, that would be shocking. That would be, that'd be shocking to me. Joe Parker, what's the Jazz' biggest need on the roster? Oh, point guard by far right now. In my, I think you need guards and wings. I think you need one, two, threes on this roster right now. You need to be able to, to build positional flexibility. That, but that is that would be shocking. Um, Lopes fan Gabe, why do people feel compelled to publicly announce I'm leaving forever? We aren't shedding tears over here. Be gone, Felicia. Well, I just think that a guy like Salty Drunk has always been salty. All he wants to talk about is OKC, Joe Ingles, and, and NBA at, way down the list. And that's fine. What, that's I fine, totally get it. That's not, we're not doing that. I totally get it. Uh, Connor Tulin, maybe whatever he thought was out there in the market changed. That could be. Yeah, maybe. That could be. And look, I don't, I don't think the guy is, again, like I don't mind Jordan Clarkson. I just think Jordan Clarkson is a paid assassin. He does one thing really good. He scores, but there are nights where he does, like he takes that same amount really of shot. Does he really fit into this roster? That's my question. Are, so are you telling me, because this is the thing. 
So obviously the, there's three things here. One, does he start or does he come off the bench as a six man? Well, here I would guess he'd be starting. That just a guess. First mistake. I, that that's the first mistake. Second mistake, obviously, is financial. I don't understand why you're gonna pay this guy. And I swear to God, if it is eighty-five million dollars over three years, Ooh. I'll be pissed, dude. I will not have nice things to say Cannot about that. Cannot do that. Cannot do that. Cannot do that. Like and maybe you, we're the outliers. Hey, maybe maybe we don't maybe we don't get it with Jordan Clarkson, right? Maybe you know we we know. And again, we're not the only ones who have reported. Ryan Smith has you know as personal buddy, affinities, yeah, certain affinities, personal affinities with Jordan Clarkson. So okay, cool, keep Jordan Clarkson. But I swear to God, if that hinders Keontae George's development, if that. Like that's not what you should be doing right now. That's a mistake. I'm he should you. be he should be a twelve million dollar guy. He should be a three year thirty six million dollar extension. That's what it should be. It should not be anywhere near fifty sixty million dollars. It it just can it cannot be. It cannot I, like I. I I I am stunned that we're sitting here talking about the Jazz are supposedly according to Mark Stein. Um, negotiating a three-year extension with Jordan Clarkson. Like, how? How? How is that even possible? I would love to understand that. Yeah. Uh, I just, that is is earth-shattering to me. That is earth-shattering to me. So, we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, listen. I, I I hope he gets paid every dollar he can get his hands on. I agree with that. This is not, again, this is not a, a, a I don't like JC. I mean, I, no. Look, JC is one of the most entertaining basketball players you will find. Absolutely. But I don't feel like JC in his game and where he's at in his career fits into the timeline in Utah. But clearly, that's not what Ryan Smith uh, believes. If this is anything more. That what would be the maximum? I would if this is anything more than fifteen million dollars a year, I will fucking torch them. Yeah, you cannot extend him, dude. He's thirty-one years old. He's thirty-one years old. Every day that passes, his trade value shrinks, and you had better. You know what this is? To, if you're paying him fifteen million dollars and he's your starting two. You're screwed. You know what this is? You will not win. This is Mike Conley 2.0. That's what this is. If they re-sign him again, that's what this is. You're signing Mm. a guy that you should have traded, Mike Conley, right? You're re-signing a guy that has value. We know, right? Hey, everybody and their mom, including, I think even Woj last summer retweeted this or or tweeted or whatever, that, hey, the Jazz, you know, Jordan Clarkson has first-round pick value. Right? Hey, you can trade him. You can get a first-round pick and, and maybe even a player in the right situation or environment. Yet here we are re-signing a guy. And admittedly, it's not hundreds of millions of dollars like it was with Rudy. Right? So uh, so we're not going to be in that type of situation. But it's you've done everything right up until this point. You nailed the draft. You know, you nailed the Lori trade. Like, everything's been good. And now... We're getting, yeah, we really like Jordan. We're going to need to keep him. I just disagree with it. I disagree with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I truly don't know how you do that. I, I, I truly, I don't understand it. And, I, you know, it's, it, it, listen, I am, I'm a talk show host. I am not an NBA general manager, and this is why. 
Because I absolutely would not, would not be signing Jordan Clarkson. And I would have traded him at the deadline when I could have had a first-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I would have done. Uh, Brandon Butler depends on the contract. They can front load contracts. No, I think there's a contract structure. Uh, then have it descend into more reasonable rates. Uh, this year's cap space pays him 30, then 15 and 15. But why that makes him, yeah, I sure. I don't know, man. I, it, why are you going, why are you resigning Jordan Clarkson? Why are we justifying? Like, I don't I don't even disagree with you, Brandon, right? Like they could do that. That's true. But, but, but. We're not talking about LeBron. We're not talking about, like, Fred Van Vliet. We're not talking about, like, hey, this guy is the absolute best at what he does at this point in his career. We're not We're not talking about that. And so I feel like what's happened is this guy went from, as you said, being pissed off you didn't trade him to a title contender to somehow, some way, now wanting to be in the organization, apparently, and, and everything's kosher. Somehow. So I don't know. I don't know. I would, again, and I'm going to keep saying it, we've asked Ryan Smith to come on the show 50 times, 100 times, whatever it is now, never get a response back. I, just ask yourself, what was Jordan Clarkson in the height of Rudy and Don? He was a guy you couldn't trust in the biggest moments. And a lot of times, Quinn didn't put him on the floor. Was he a better player last year than he was at the height of Rudy and Don? No, he was not. So then why are you paying him and, and why are you starting him? Because if you re-sign him, he's a starter. He was a starter last year. Are you going to re-sign a guy on three years and put him on the bench? That doesn't seem likely. That doesn't seem likely. And I agree with Jet. I hope they don't overpay him. I trust Danny and hope Ryan Smith isn't getting in the way. I trust Danny Ainge implicitly. Implicitly. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, J.K. Marshall says, have a great weekend, everyone. Indeed. See you on Wednesday. Brad Turner, I am still scared about Sexton's health. You well, should be. I mean, he, he's a better player than we saw at any point last year. He's coming off of a major knee injury. You would expect better things from him this year. Uh, it's all about how the contract is structured. I disagree. I think paying Jordan Clarkson a penny is a mistake. It's a mistake. It, it, it just... Even the veteran minimum, what, what does he bring to your team? What does Jordan Clarkson do for you that you can't go and get in a younger developmental player? Even paying him a penny is a mistake. He is a volume shooter who is not efficient. He's a guy that is a starter. I want nothing to do with him as a starter. Jordan Clarkson is a sixth man on a championship contending team, period. Yeah. That's it. He's a sixth man on a championship contending team. To them, he's worth $15 million a year. To the Jazz, he sh they should not pay him. They should trade him. They should not pay him. It's a mistake, and I hope I'm completely wrong. I hope I am completely wrong. I do. All right, before we get out of here, what is, uh, what's everybody doing for the 4th of July? I'm golfing a lot. Uh, I am, we are having like kind of a community little get-together thing on our block. Uh, I'm going to do ribs, rib, hello, ribs and wings. Um, and going to hang out a little bit. Uh, I cannot wait. I like this, this holiday weekend traditionally is the last break we get before football season. So this next four days, dude, huge to get some downtime. What are you looking at there? 
Uh, getting good? DMs from certain individuals. <clears throat> okay. Um, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, time off. Honestly, time off. I'm looking forward to just kind of unplugging and like anyone else, we're humans, man. And we work our ass off 12 hours every single day. And yep. it's, uh, it'll be nice to kind of just chill and like kind of unplug and, you know, wait for the Jordan Clarkson contract to come down. So I have something to talk about on Wednesday, you know, like that'll be good. So now Matt Hasselback, both the Hasselbacks are out. Damn. At ESPN. Boy, they are not playing around. They are not playing around. Uh, I'm, I still think Todd McShay is a shocker. Todd McShay being let go is a shocker. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, there you go. I guess we'll save Elon versus Zuckerberg in the Coliseum in Rome for... Uh, Don't worry, it'll be there. Wednesday, we <laughs> will be back. Uh, Derek Roche says, hot tub and barbecue. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how many people don't know how good hot tubs are in hot weather? Dude, oh, they're bomb. They're so good in hot weather. Love it. Uh, Mark says, hiking local in prep of hiking Yellowstone over Labor Day weekend. Let's go. Uh, Meep Meep says, soccer game and splash uh, pad with the kids. There you go. Love everybody. Love you all. Um, Don't forget to order your Papa Murphy's pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MOTSY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, who reminds you to be safe this weekend. But should you find yourself in an accident because somebody was negligent, you didn't deserve to get in an accident. You do deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com. Until Wednesday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.